We are the Chemical Syndicate, and this is a Batman podcast. This week, episode 3.5, The Batman Review. Oh, welcome everyone to the Chemical Syndicate. We are a Batman podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Shane. And I'm David. Guys, welcome back. I bet you all didn't know, or maybe you probably had a feeling, that we'd be coming right back with, at you with a surprise episode reviewing the Batman. The Batman. Figured we'd piggyback off of a couple details. One, we just had this episode come out recently, I don't know, called Episode 3, The Batman, mm-hmm. where we run down all all of the authorized live-action portrayals of Batman in media. And, uh, you know, obviously with this time period, it really worked out pretty well because The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson as The Batman, just got released. We just got a new Batman. We just got a new Batman. So to add to the list. We didn't know what to say about him. Right. And now we do. And now we do. He stinks. No, no. <laughs> He's lousy. <laughs> Can't believe it. Not my Batman. <laughs> Hashtag... Nah, my bad. Actually, uh, but no, all joking aside, uh, <laughs> I would say, you know, a spoiler already here, but I'm very fond of his performance. I'm yeah. very fond of this movie. Mm-hmm. And um, what we're going to do today is um, we're going to give you a very quick kind of like initial thoughts on like what we uh, felt, you know, about the movie when we first uh, saw it. Um, I've, I mean, we've seen it cumulatively. We've seen it a few times already. Yeah, three times. Um, we didn't want to jump on the, you know, the bandwagon and kind of put something out right away for you guys. We wanted uh, David had the uh, right idea about marinating on it a bit, thinking about it, seeing it a couple more times. Yeah. You know, get a better judge, you know, judgment out of the performances, the story, mm-hmm. all of that. And um, what we want to give you. The people <laughs> is we want to give you two points of views. Real quick, we're going to tell you kind of our initial thoughts on that, and then for those of you listening who have not yet seen the Batman, we're going to be going into spoiler territory. Um, so heavy. just a heads up, but we'll heavy, heavy spoilers, heavy spoilers <laughs> the heaviest of spoilers, <laughs> and uh, we'll definitely give you guys a uh, you know a head start to run away or to pause the <laughs> pause the the episode run. here. Start running, start running, <laughs> start running, but. Either way, happy you guys are listening to us. This is episode 3.5, The Batman Review, and we're going to be talking about that here in a quick sec. Um, but David, just want to give you a shout out, man. I had a lot of fun watching these movies with you, this movie with you a couple of, few times now. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, it's always uh, fun going to the movies with you, Shane. Yeah, always fun going to the movies with you. You're my guy. You're my guy. You're my guy. You're my guy. <laughs> and uh, so everybody else that's uh, listening, David's my guy. <laughs> Hands off. <laughs> what I wanted to ask was, because um, we didn't really get a chance to um, to experiment with uh, recording how anticipate how the anticipation was in seeing it. <laughs> how did you feel going into the first uh, for the premiere evening uh, to yeah. go see the Batman for I mean, the first I, time? I was I was very excited, uh, very excited to see a new version of Batman. Trailers got me hyped. They were you know they had the right tone. It was a very uh, serious seeming Batman. You know, mm-hmm. um, very realistic looking Batman. Uh, and so those are all the things that I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I like that. <laughs> let's, let's do that. <laughs> I had, you know, a little bit of a, maybe a little bit of apprehension just because Chris Nolan had done realistic Batman so well that I'm like, how can we go even further into this? Or what, what, what's new that you can show me that I haven't seen in the Chris Nolan movie? Um, and there's, there's 
quite a few new things that we've seen in this that um uh that weren't in the in the nolan movies so i'm sure we'll, we'll get into that what how about you what were your first like impressions well i mean you kind of knew what i was going through that day mm-hmm. a little bit of a health work a little worry about some <laughs> health issues there yeah. nothing too serious thankfully um so but all i kept thinking about was i just want to live to see this movie right now <laughs> so for a little insight my day was was very uh i was very nervous because i i, I don't know I, there was a very small chance i could have been admitted to the hospital <laughs> and i i might when i walk into my uh, doctor's appointment i'm like look i've been dealing with this thing you know uh it's not life it doesn't feel life-threatening but i don't know any better i'm not a you know i'm not <laughs> yeah. a health professional uh my only request is please let me live long enough to see this movie tonight <laughs> <laughs> they can see how serious i was because i was also wearing a batman shirt <laughs> or that jim lee batman shirt i was yeah. yeah oh yeah man i love that i love that jim lee art for that for the promotion yeah. for that because that was for the fandom promotion mm-hmm. um Back uh, the year earlier in right, October yeah. of twenty, you know, back in October of twenty twenty. Yeah, um, I love that art and Jim <laughs> Lee's. You know, we've already talked about Jim Lee, and if you don't know, Jim Lee is an amazing artist. Yeah, legend, friggin' legend, <laughs> bloody yeah. legend, mate, bloody legend, mate. <laughs> Get this guy a stubby. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was just like, yeah, yeah, that was my only request, and they're like, don't worry, you'll get there, and they, and I did. <laughs> but I'm doing much better, listeners. I'm doing much much better. Nice. Yeah. And, um, but I was just, I, I was, it, as the day kept going on, I just wanted to get done. Like, cause I, I still yeah. worked that morning a little bit. I'm just yeah. like, come on, get me out of here. And then let's get to the doctor's <laughs> appointment. Let's get, survive. Yeah. And, and then survive, survive, survive. <laughs> um, I just wanted to survive and get to this yeah. movie, pick you up, pick up, uh, yeah, you know, there was a little hiccup there too. With, oh <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, to you that I, yeah. I was teaching at, uh, at the studio and not well, at home. Luckily where you're located. I mean, it wasn't not like you were at far, the, yeah. uh, yeah. If you were at the other studio, you, you know, go all the way the opposite yeah. way and then come back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it worked out. And I had, <laughs> that's why I wanted to do all of this earlier, yeah. you know, pick up everybody as early as I can. Let's get mm-hmm. to the movie. Um, our uh, lovely friend, Mr. Jeff Dace, yeah, who uh, composes our theme song. Yeah, you might know him from the theme song. The theme song, <laughs> Chemical <laughs> Syndicate. Chemical the Syndicate. theme. <laughs> and uh, he joined us uh, for the movie, um, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was, and then also a good pal of mine, uh, Dylan. Shout out to Dylan. Yeah, got to join us. Um, we had a few people originally in the lineup that uh, fell through, so yeah. but uh, yeah, it worked, okay. out. it worked out. We eventually saw it, but I well, just, with one of them. But, but I'm <laughs> and I, I pick up all you guys. And I'm just like we're driving there. I'm like, come on, let's get there. And, you, know, you know how I am behind the wheel. I, I get, <laughs> he's a madman. I am. I get angry at <laughs> like other, literally. He's a mad. I am mad. I <laughs> get very mad. mad. I get very mad at like the, uh, I guess, little things to to most. <laughs> and to me, I'm like. I get really like if nobody has a turn signal on, <laughs> yeah. I get I, I I wish death on them, but uh, <laughs> not really, not not death. I wish justice, justice. <laughs> I wish justice. <laughs> um, but yeah, just driving there, I'm like, I just want to get there. I just want to live. I mm-hmm. want to get to this movie. Why won't you let me live? <laughs> <laughs> oh, why won't you let me live? I just want to live long enough to see the Batman, and whatever happens to me after the afterwards, so be it. Um, but I was just hyped, man. I mm-hmm. just wanted to finally see this movie. It's been a, you know, we've waited. I mean, we'll go into a greater version of like, you know, what everything was like with the production mm-hmm. and the uh, development of this movie. But I mean, all the way back from like Batman v Superman six years ago, mm-hmm. all the way to today of yeah. what the Batman was originally supposed to be with right. Ben Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> At one point with Ben Affleck being the director, writer, and star yeah. of the movie. And to him just simply being... um 
just starring. Yeah, it was going to be Matt Reeves directing and yeah. Ben Affleck. I mean, they, that's what they told us. I'm pretty right. sure once Matt Reeves took over, Ben Affleck knew I'm not I'm not going to be Batman. I think he he had already probably made up his mind at that time. Which like, was, yeah, probably I'm a relief for him. Yeah. yeah. But he just had to keep up those appearances of just like, right. you know, Justice League was coming out, so they didn't want to make it look like the whole universe is, you know, falling apart. But yeah. <laughs> it did. Once, once it, it did. It, it did. did. <laughs> it is currently still falling apart. It is slowly falling apart. Not a damn clue what Warner Brothers do, w- wants to do with this very specific, like you know, yeah. film universe. Yeah, you know, uh, it is what it is. Yeah. Um. But with that being said, knowing you know what the production of this movie and development has been through, it's like like you said, the trailers, the marketing. It's been amazing. Mm-hmm. I've loved it. I I thought that the uh, trailers have been excellent. It doesn't really give you a clue about like no, uh, what exactly is going to happen in this movie mm-hmm. aside from there's a menace called the Riddler. Yeah. He's murdering political figures, very notable people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's sending messages directly to the Batman and the Batman is yeah. having to solve this situation, you know, this problem, this little riddle. Does this mean anything to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man we got, I got a lot Jim to say. Gordon right there I got a lot to say about Jim Gordon and Jeffrey Wright Ooh, Ooh what a what a man yeah what a man <laughs> what um, a man what a man what a man what a man good Gordon I don't know I don't know <laughs> oh, man I don't know that oh, I didn't know you were gonna do that oh I'm sorry son of a bitch <laughs> you embarrassed me I told everybody we were friends <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was so excited for this movie finally you know obviously uh, we we uh, host a Batman podcast, yeah. and um, I think so it says, we we, like, we, we kind of like Batman. We kind of like Batman. <laughs> yeah. So you get an idea that the the, the level of hype is there, <laughs> and Warner Brothers does a really good job of making great trailers, and yeah. you know I think they've gotten better about not spoiling what yeah. the hell is going on in the movie. Yeah. Um, thankfully, they've learned some lessons. I hope. And uh, yeah, I mean the mystery's there, the curiosity's there. I think a lot. You know, I'm just like. Man, I mean, you know, I, I remember you ever seen Fanboys? This movie uh, called Fanboys. I think so, yeah. So you know, about, Seth Rogen is in it. Mm, or is that something else? Maybe I'm thinking of something else. I don't think he's in it, but I feel oh, okay. like he shows up. Everybody like right? they he's they like did a, they did a ton of reshoots on the movie, so then it, like they had a bunch of different like you know other actors come in, yeah. like it, yeah. But basically, it's just about the whole. Um, Story of like you know the friend is dying and right. one thing he wants to do before he dies is finally see the Phantom Menace, but he might not make it long enough to right. reach the date of its release. Yeah, and they go through this journey to mm-hmm. finally you know go to you know go to Skywalker Ranch. Into, yeah, yeah, and they, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the biggest like the the fun and to spoil that movie for you, I'll give you guys what the, what was said at the end In of the three, movie. Two. One, spoilers for fanboys. <laughs> <laughs> They're at the theater, and just before the movie starts, they're like, what if it sucks? <laughs> so There's always that thought whenever we go into yeah, a movie. Yeah. Like, all this hype, and all yeah. the, and it's just like, it's like with Infinity War and mm-hmm. Endgame, it's like, what if it sucks? Yeah. Uh, I don't really try to spoil myself in that manner. You know right. what I mean? Like, I don't try to, like, you know, ruin the moment. I never really, I rarely think about it, but, like, yeah. going into this is like, what if it sucks? Yeah. Like, think, what if what if what if everybody was right about Pattinson? <laughs> I think I have a, a problem with overhyping movies in, in my head. Mm. Um, there there are people that um, like we have friends that don't watch any trailers at all, right? And go in as you know as dry as possible. Um, I get lubed up real good. <laughs> <laughs> I get I get drenched in trailers, moist and hype. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I am uh, yeah I am. Uh, uh, 
I, I, I jump into the hype machine like hardcore. Yeah. Where I'm just watching every trailer. I'm watching every breakdown. I watch every, you know, uh, interview beforehand, you mm-hmm. know, all, all that stuff. I, I just, it's fun for me to just get hyped about <laughs> a movie. But yeah, but sometimes it can like maybe overhype you um, where you start thinking about, oh, it's going to go one way and then it goes another way and then like you've kind of ruined it for yourself, you know? So um, stuff like that sometimes happens, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, it's kind of like Suburbicon. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Second second bashing <laughs> of Suburbicon here on, <laughs> on the Comic-Con I've, I've never felt so misdirected by it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it I just, still liked it. I still thought it was... You did? Yeah. It was I, different than what they... You know, because it, it seemed like it was going to be darker and uh, more, I guess, more comedy. I thought so. I mean, I definitely think it was still darker, but I didn't really get as much comedy as I thought was yeah. going to be promoted. And I thought it was going to be like kind of like a weird uh, hero story mm, where Matt yeah. Damon's character was going to like stand up for himself right. in regards to being bullied all the time or something, whatever was going on in the, the trailers. Yeah. And uh, then, yeah, you see the movie and there's like a much bigger, more interesting, I guess, not interesting to me, but a more uh, different plot than what was uh, yeah. the impression I had. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just a stupid idiot that doesn't know how to understand trailers <laughs> no nah, I, I think they i think they sold it as one thing and, and, and they 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 played up the comedy in it yeah because that well whatever this, this isn't a suburbicon review <laughs> 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 fucking george clooney man <laughs> one of the old batman <laughs> coming back to haunt us here with suburbicon we're falling down a suburbicon rabbit hole right now that Ooh. i don't think we should uh we should try to claw our way out of this no more suburbicon <laughs> talk today <laughs> you, no that, no no that's chemical syndicate promise right there <laughs> That is a chemical syndicate guarantee. <laughs> no more Suburbicon. <laughs> Starting right nah. now. <laughs> so, uh, the hype is, yeah, the One hype One more thing about there. Suburbicon. Oh, no, God I'm joking. Damn it. God damn it. <laughs> but the hype was, you know, the hype was there. The hype was, uh, you know, feeling it. So, yeah. happy that we made it there. And, um, yeah, we didn't see the uh, super early fan screenings. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it was a combination of our schedules and just not really wanting to kind yeah, of go through the, that. The theater that it was going to be at was not a theater we wanted to go to. Right, yeah. it's so. Yeah, we've got a lot of theaters in the area, but um, this one in particular was like that – it was it was an AMC, so we're just going to bust them out. <laughs> it was an AMC, but – We're it, not going to get that AMC sponsorship, huh? No, no, no. <laughs> I'll bury them deep here. But uh, yeah, the only AMC nearby us, it's yeah. not – it's not good. We only have like one nearby, and yeah. then like the other ones like pff, like cities away from us up north. Yeah. Um. But uh, it was that IMAX showing what? Right. Right. Their IMAX theater, I feel like, is like calibrated too loud. I feel. I remember when we went to go see uh, was it Inhumans. The Inhumans. Um. And to- on top of it, just being a bad show. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um. It was also just like super loud. Maybe mm. because there wasn't a lot of people there, so there wasn't like bodies to absorb the sound right yeah but, we were like one of the few yeah but i think i remember going to see um like rogue one there too with uh um a friend of mine and uh just being like ah, like anytime like a big musical sting happened or an explosion or something like that it was like damn that's this is like way too loud mm. so yeah i just uh i don't know but yeah that made that decision not to do the, the early fan screening pretty yeah. easy yeah. um but we're patient people we waited this long we're uh we're a podcast of the people we don't go for early screenings, you know. We yeah, go look. when the regular people can go. <laughs> and hey, look, you know, credit to all the reviewers out there and everybody else keeping spoiler free and everything like that. And um, they did the work. We're here to yeah. we're here a little bit late to to give our point of view. Yeah, to mop up after the mess. 
So with that being said, we were hyped. Um, what were your initial thoughts after the first time seeing it? Yeah. So um, after seeing it, I was uh, a little... Um, you weren't blown away, I, I wasn't remember. blown away. Yeah, I, I, I liked it a lot, uh, but I didn't love it. I guess mm. that's, where I, that's where I was at. Didn't love it. Liked it a lot. Couldn't put my finger on why I didn't love it. Might have been because I did that, you know, I hyped myself up a little bit too much. Maybe I thought a little too much of what could happen. Um, and, uh, like, as as we, you know, subsequent viewings in that, you know, the things that I like, I like a lot more. And now I think I've put a little finer point on maybe some of the things that I that are keeping me from loving it, you know? Um, should, we, should we just get into that right away? Just after our, should I get into that right now? Um, why I didn't, <laughs> why there was. Give, give it a sec. Okay. All keep right. it, keep it hot though. Keep all it warm, right. honey. <laughs> um, my initial thoughts was I loved it because yeah. um, I will, I, the way I've been telling people and for, like I said, we'll get into spoiler territory here soon. We'll give you a heads up for those of you that uh, don't want to get spoiled on anything just yeah. yet. Um, but I have referred to this as the most Batman, Batman movie I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And I mean that in a way where it gives you elements that if you are an, um, if you're like, if you're like one of us (laughs) and you like the source material, you love reading comics, you love Batman, the animated series, Mm -hmm. you've loved the other Batman movies. Um, it really amalgamates a great deal of, of things. It's inspired. The story itself is very inspired. Um, I think by the most, you know, like the most detective aspects of Batman, mm-hmm. the things that you have seen in anything else but a movie where he gets to spend time investigating mm-hmm. something yeah, and seeing what means of technology he uses or mm-hmm. methods and yeah. who he associates with mm-hmm. and what his mindset is. And it, it's also an early career Batman. So you get like this very raw version of Batman that only exists in his first few years operating as a vigilante where right. he's very one, he has a very one track mind. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's also a turning point story, you know, not to kind of give much away at this point in time uh, in this episode, but it's a turning point for the character. It's a turning point for the city. It's a turning point for so many things. Um, and it really just encapsulate, I think what Batman is and does. And let me tell you, uh, the no kill rule is in full effect. Yeah, I mean, there's no force. There's yeah. There's <laughs> there's definitely no like he's not putting somebody to sleep by throwing a crate at them. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not there's no there's no like judging of it either. There's no like well I don't I'm not gonna kill you, but I, I don't have to save you. Right. <laughs> there's nothing yeah. to that. He's he's actually saving his enemies, um, and uh, strictly enforcing his no kill. <laughs> yeah, like he's even like you know getting after his like you know associates on the matter as well. Yeah. Like he's he's a very pure Batman. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I mean, I walked away very happy. Um, I I don't know, you know, the blown away feeling wasn't really kicking me either. Yeah. Um, but I just kind of walked out of it buzzing still because I just felt very proud of what they did, mm-hmm. what they made, yeah, and how it kind of turned out, and it has me excited for more. And uh, I'm just very happy. I think I feel, you know, I feel very fulfilled in terms of, like, what they gave me. Yeah. So uh, I'm not – there's really nothing about that makes me, like, turn my head like, really? You went that route? Yeah. There was a couple of theories that we had going into it where uh, – Right, yeah. Like, oh, my – like, um, oh, my God. Like, I hope this doesn't come true because, I <laughs> yeah, mean, while yeah, it would be true. drastically different and it would change things, it mm-hmm. just wouldn't be the right way to go. Yeah. And uh, we'll definitely dive into those theories <laughs> a little bit later down the road that David and I had <laughs> had in our heads going into this. Yeah. And, um, 
Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think it delivered. It gave us exactly what we needed, um, a pure Batman story, mm-hmm. him as a detective, him learning, you know, how to be what the difference is between a vigilante and a hero. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's um, it's very much, um, I think, a a vision of, of Matt Reeves um, where maybe that, that's one of those things too where like it can be, if you're not on board for the whole thing you know you, you you won't you won't love it but you'll you can like it there's a lot of stuff to like about it um but uh you run that risk anytime you know somebody is obviously has their is is given their um hand to to just do with it what they will without much interference from like the studio you know um i think the same thing happened on like Zack snyder's even though there was probably some <laughs> influence from the studio to do some stuff, but he had a very strong vision on what he wanted to do, the story that he wanted to tell, and it didn't sit right with a lot of people, you know? Um, Christopher Nolan has his vision, you know, very strong vision on what he wanted, and for whatever reason, that struck a chord with people, and that was a huge success with a lot of people. Uh, rightly so, because I love, I love those movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think the theme of it is, you got to buck, like Warner Brothers is a system and you got to buck them. Yeah. You know, you just got to ignore, like you got to fight them. Yeah. And whether or not that ends up turning out well, I mm-hmm. mean, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Um, the examples we gave, I mean, two different, you know, contrasting situations there. Chris Nolan, mm-hmm. proven track record of yeah. making successful movies. And by the time that, you know, you get to like The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises, he's got a lot more say so. Yeah. And, um, Especially when The Dark Knight Rises came around. I mean, that was mm-hmm. all him. You yeah. Know? I mean, I, I can see The Dark Knight kind of having maybe some interference, but not really. That seemed like a very mm-hmm. Chris Nolan film yeah. all like through and through. Yeah. And especially at the time when, you know, six months prior to its release, he like the main one of the main stars right. of the movie passing away. And yeah. it's almost like, well, let me put this together the way it should be with yeah. him involved, like with him in it. And yeah. I'll give you guys this great movie. Yeah. Um, you know, cut the way that it should be. Right. Um, and then you look at the Zack Snyder stuff, and man, like, yeah, he he definitely, I think, Man of Steel, he definitely got like, I think that was a very snack snack Snyder, snack Snyder. It's a very Zack Snyder, um, you know, movie in a way. Yeah. Batman v Superman is also in line with that, but you can see where Warner yeah, Brothers Warner just Brothers got like, their hands in the gotta, muck, and they're just you, know, you got to get these other heroes in here, right? Gotta, it's very ham yeah. ham fisted. Yeah. Um, same thing goes with like Justice League yeah. and Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. You see the theme. Warner Brothers is, is its own worst enemy when yeah. they want to be, and yeah. um, at the same time when they're not interfering, you've seen mm-hmm. we've seen successes. We've yeah. seen Aquaman and the first Wonder Woman. Yeah. And um. The Suicide Squad, Peacemaker, all these other projects where mm-hmm. you leave it to the creators, yeah, which is their job, yeah, to create Joker, Joker, yeah, and as as yeah, much as I don't, whatever, cons- yeah, yeah, whether <laughs> whatever not, you think of it, right, whatever you think of it, like personally, I yeah. mean, we've gone over this. It's not to me. It's not. A, it's not a Batman esque yeah. movie. It's it's definitely the ideas. Like they've got three ideas and then they just ran with it and made a prestige film <laughs> yeah. which is fine it was a very yeah. i mean you, you ignore the fact that it's <laughs> it's a you know that's got it's in gotham city yeah you ignore the fact that the characters can be called joker you ignore yeah. thomas wayne martha wayne bruce and all these other guys mm. it's a prestige film it yeah. tells a very unique story and it's entertaining but that's also a hands-off warner brothers project yeah you know like yeah. but we see the we see the trend movies that have less executive you know mm-hmm. interference breeds more success yeah 
Yeah. You know? And the Batman is a, is a strong example of that. Big time. I think it's very successful in um, getting what it wants to do done. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like I'm, I'm not, I feel like I'm getting the straight Matt Reeves shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> straight to the veins. <laughs> straight to the veins. Pure. Yeah. Um, and uncut. it's uncut Matt Reeves Batman. Um, Hook it to my veins. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I think you're getting a, an un- unadulterated vision uh, from Matt Reeves. Um, and then it's it's in your hands now. <laughs> it's in your hands now, whether or not you know you agree with it and and what it does for you. you know? Yeah, and it's. I mean, I guess it should be easy to believe, but there is a four-hour cut of this movie that was uh, tested with certain audiences. Yeah, and man, uh, I think the hook when it hits home video is going to be if they do a four-hour unrated cut of the movie. Yeah, on home video. Yeah, that would be a huge like. Because what it's going on HBO Max after forty five days, yeah, which is really weird that they're sticking with the concept of putting it on streaming so fast, especially mm-hmm. a movie like this magnitude, right? Um, but okay, so <laughs> you know, I, I guess I'm looking at it from like a business standpoint. What's the what's gonna be the hook of people wanting to have it on home video? You know, right? Yeah, if if it's I don't know. I mean, I, guess, I, I mean, like I, I know what the hook is. People want it in their home, you know. <laughs> right. But for right. the for and, the um for the studio, you think they would want to keep it in the theater as long as they could to keep making money off the the theater stuff right but also you know i mean you, you've worked in the theater theater industry isn't it like after so many weeks or whatever like that the share of what the studio takes and what the theater keeps changes um as far as like what the ticket like what, yeah like the t- like, um like, who's taking like yeah what the um i guess if it's 50 50 so to speak on yeah ticket pricing so like when it first comes out it might be like 50 50 and then as it goes on like the studio gets like 30 and you guys get 70 you know the one thing for sure is and other theater professionals listening to this might know as well but like when it comes to contracts with studios and the theaters Mm -hmm. uh, the theaters are going to get the bulk of the ticket the the box office okay so 60 40 is more likely um possibly like 60 to the 60 to the uh, theater and then 40 to no 60 to the to to the distributor oh okay 60 to the Okay. Yeah, studio. theaters don't make a lot of money off ticket okay. sales. They make their money off of concessions and other products that they can, you know, sell or other services. Mm. Get you so, in the building and then exactly. sell you some other stuff, yeah. Right, yeah. The hook is the movie, so mm-hmm. cool. But now we, you know, hey, you want buy popcorn and sodas and yeah. whatever else, that we, you know, other goodies that they have to offer. So after a certain time, I don't think it really changes. I think it, whatever the agreement is on their deal, it's just a what really comes afterwards is a matter of, how well is it performing? Is it like still selling tickets? Should you be adding like, you know, that's delegated between like, you know, the the content um, directors of these companies as well as like whoever's running the stuff, whoever's delegating over through the distributor and studios. Mm-hmm. And then they have like, you know, they kind of keep up with performances. Like, okay, this weekend, like the, the projection is these ticket sales are doing great. We should add more shows. Or if it's, you know, a bust after the first week, then like the following week they're going to schedule less shows. Or okay. maybe regardless, like let's say Disney wants, even though Jungle Cruise has waned, you mm-hmm. know, after like two weeks, they still want you to put it in this many auditoriums. Oh, they okay. still want you to do this. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, the way things were working out, because I was still in the, you know, with the theater company when HBO Max was doing the d- distribution oh, right. deal where it was like same day release on streaming mm-hmm. while also being in theaters. And of course, HBO Max had a thing where it would be up for 28 days. 
Mm-hmm. And then after that, the best way to like, you know, it's either you wait months for right. it to come back or if you want to see it, you, the only way to do it is in theaters now. Yeah. Or until it goes to home video. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if that was very successful for them. Yeah. I, I think during the time that the pandemic was still raging pretty hard, it was the right way to go, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Whereas like Disney didn't, they did a whole premium thing where they're charging you like $30 (laughs) to watch the movie. And hey, look, you know, teach their own on how to operate that. But I, if I recall, that has not worked out very well for them. Yeah. (laughs) So. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I don't think that worked out. I know I, they suckered me in though. Oh, you you did that? I got Mulan. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) That was the wrong one to go in on, but. Yeah. It was still cool. No, that's good. Uh, But um, here we are, you know, I mean. We'll see. We'll see, uh, you know, what the future lies ahead right now. Um, you know, there's a lot of updates recently with a lot of movies being moved around, yeah, but uh, again. we won't dive into that. Warner Brothers is, uh, they're a piece of work. <laughs> We're they, here to talk about the Batman. We're here about the We're here for the Batman. So with that being <laughs> said, you know, we've talked about the hype. We've got our first thoughts out there. Guys, we're going to get into spoiler territory here yeah. real quick. Before we go into spoilers, should we just go ahead and give our, what our, our final assessment is of the movie like our, our good yes. bad kind of thing yeah is that what you're going for i don't know okay let's do it <laughs> go give it lay it on me all right so i am i'm still in that territory of uh, liking it a whole lot and uh uh just not loving it um and there's uh a few things that we will talk about performance wise that i think is is what like characters uh, performances actors performances that i think is what's keeping me from totally getting um all the way into loving the 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 movie um but i feel like it's this is one of those movies i'm gonna watch it over and over again uh and i'm gonna end up loving it like i'm probably gonna see a lot of like subtle stuff that i'm just too dumb to see (laughs) after the first three viewings you're gonna dissect it a lot more Yeah. yeah um so it's it's like it a lot with some room to love it, you know. <laughs> That's where I'm at. I like that. I like Overall, that. I would I would totally recommend going to see this, though. I mean, we've seen it three times, and I've enjoyed it three times. So yeah. you know, you can. Yeah, you're uh, not walking out of their sour puss. Yeah, about it. yeah, yeah. And don't worry about the runtime either, because it's it does go by, especially if you're uh, um, the first time seeing it, because you're you're so wrapped up in the mystery and trying to find out, you know, what are all the ins and outs of everything happening. So. Yeah, it's definitely uh, worth your watch to go to go see it. Yeah, and um, yeah, so I loved it. Yeah, nice. I loved it. I, I I would I would agree with David. You're not walking out of there like with your mind blown in a way. Like mm-hmm. you know, if I can recall way back when when the Dark Knight was finished and I'm walking out of there, I'm just like, what did I just go through? You know, right, like yeah. that was a roller coaster of emotions and yeah, a lot of different things happening, and you're just. Uh, you know the scene chewing that uh, Heath Ledger had as the Joker, mm-hmm. and the the well uh, organized story that that movie had. Mm-hmm. And you you know it's very fast paced. You know I think you bring up a great point. The runtime for the Batman is nearly three hours, mm-hmm. and whereas like the runtime for the Dark Knight is like two hours and twenty minutes, twenty yeah. some odd minutes. And um, you know it's very like go 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 mm-hmm. go 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 go. Yeah. Whereas this one's a lot more methodical. There's mm-hmm. a lot more detail. There's a lot of lot of like you know things to unravel yeah. you know it's, yeah, a, it, to, it's it's a puzzle box each scene and just the yeah. next thing that you're going through trying to understand what is this what's going to happen yeah and to me like this feels like a um like if, if a batman movie were made in the 70s <laughs> this is kind of what it would be it's got that kind of a, a pacing 
but it's still, like I said, it, it still goes by quickly because you're so engaged in the, in the mystery of it, you know? Oh yeah. Like, you know, you can't walk away from it thinking that they, that they left any detail out. Yeah. Um, I've heard a couple of, you know, secondhand reviews where I'm just like, clearly you don't, not to be such a gatekeeping, <laughs> uh, elitist prick about it. <laughs> But there's some people that clearly don't have the aptitude or patience to watch certain <laughs> movies. And at the same time, that's a very jerk kind of feeling of, to, to be, you know, or, you know, it's very jerkish of me to be. Damn it, I'm not, I'm not using that word right. Um, <laughs> jerk ass. I'm, I'm very jerk ass about this. Um, where it's like, at the end of the day, man, it's how people interpret it. Yeah. I mean, I can see why people would find some negativity in it. Yeah. But at the same time. You know, come on. There's nothing wrong with this movie. There's nothing wrong with what he did. Yeah. You know what? It's, mo- it's a take on it. Yeah, you know? it's, it's a take. You, and you can like it or not like it. Right. At the end of the day, it's going to be that way all around anywhere in the world with anything. Yeah. But uh, I think they're really – you've got to be reaching real hard to find a lot of negativity yeah. with how the Batman was made, mm-hmm. what the story was, how the performances were. I think everybody did a wonderful job. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Totally. Through and through. There was no slouching. Um you know, before we really dive deep into spoiler territory, it's like Robert Pattinson, he knocked it out for me. He had the I, – I liked his voice. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was uh, – it wasn't gravelly. It was – you can understand what he's saying. Mm-hmm. But he's Batman. He's very stoic. He's very patient. Like he wants you to do all the talking. Yeah. He's the one that's learning you. Right. Not the yeah. other way around. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's one of those things where it, he's – purely a detective he's very one you know it's early batman so he's got a one-track mind about what he wants to do to fight crime and mm-hmm. um yeah i mean it's just it, it hits all the beats guys yeah it really does yeah and uh i want more mm-hmm. and uh, the first true detective batman oh yeah absolutely know? pretty great the only hint of that that we ever got was like the dark knight yeah a little bit a little just bit dark Knight te- rises teens. too when he's uh talking about uh selena Oh, when he goes and he's like, you know, yeah. He he does the uh, he takes the the fingerprint or whatever. Like he's already like realized that she wanted his fingerprint. Yeah, she wasn't dusting. You know. Yeah, like he like yeah that early scene when he first appears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like you know realizing that she has his uh, mom's necklace, pearls on pearls, that, yeah. that she was in the in the safe and all that stuff. So like a little bit of that is like that kind of like observant detective style. Um, but we get that uh, a ton in this. A ton. A ton. It's, yeah. it's great, though. I love it. So. Yeah, me too. I mean, I love that aspect of it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to begin? Yes. Guys, all right, we're going to spoiler territory. So if you have not yet seen The Batman and what you've heard from us in this half hour has been very appetizing for you to go out there and <laughs> seek it out and to finally yeah. watch it. We encourage you to. So go ahead and yeah. pause. Go see the movie. Come Rip back. the earbuds out yeah. of your ear. Throw your phone across the room. <laughs> Run away because we're going to be spoiling the Batman. It's true. Yes. It's damn true. So now would be the time to pause it. But you know what? We're going to give you a countdown. From 100? No. No. Oh. Let's start at 10. We'll be nice. <laughs> oh, at 10. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's be simple. Right. Let's be simple. Here we go. We're getting spoiled here in 10, 10 9, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. Four, three, two, one. Batman spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Once spliced in some, uh, <laughs> Can you some, air, some horns? air horns in there. Yeah, put some air horns in yeah. there. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> oh, God.
Welcome to the spoiler-filled <laughs> portion of the Batman review. I wanted to start, like, ripping off into, like, just speaking incoherently and saying spoilers. <laughs> it was a Riddler, then he did this, and then he did that. He saved Ava Maria, then all of a sudden it was a, he killed a commissioner with the rats, and then he also, uh, uh, he also, he was, like, manic, he was an arc of science, was all part of his plan, so he could flood the city, and then also you got, like, Batman, who was uh, Bruce Wayne, and he also thought he was Bruce Wayne, but he wasn't, he was misdirected, and all this other stuff was going on. And also the uh, Catwoman's there, he's, uh, she, she's, she's Carmen Falcone's daughter. It was revealed so straight out of Long Halloween, it was great, it was awesome. And then also there was uh, the Penguin, who was played by uh, Colin Farrell, he couldn't tell, he looked great, he was awesome, it was great, fantastic, he was series. Been great lately. It's been awesome. It's been great. He also has a he was like there was a Kuzi. He was like a rattle but he could speak Spanish. And understood that. And there's also Commissioner Gordon. He's black now. He's great. I love Jeffrey Wright. He's amazing. And then uh, what is it? He, he was like you know it was a thumb drive with literally a thumb, a severed thumb attached to, the, to, a, to a flash drive. It was great. And he found it like in a car, you know, because drive. And then also there was a. And I was played by uh, Ulysses Claw. <laughs> And then Riddler and Joker became friends at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unnamed Arkham inmate. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, unnamed Arkham inmate. Allegedly. That was a, a breakneck <laughs> uh, rundown of the movie. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I still did poorly because that's not, that's, that's, that's not still even the, all of it. That doesn't even, that's not even all of it. Um, but yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, and then uh, Batman and Catwoman had babies and one of the babies looked at me. <laughs> Do you remember that? Babies, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, uh, the disgust of a principal and a teacher dating. <laughs> On The Simpsons. <laughs> On The Simpsons, yeah. So, um, man, like, what a what a mind-bendingly fun movie to watch in terms of, like, mm-hmm. you get the unravel of a mystery. It, you know, yeah. where do you even begin? I mean... Well, let's just start at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, what do you think of the, the voiceover? I, the I'll throw out the movie? Yeah. I mean, uh, so them doing that was so... Such, like... It, one thing I wanted to describe of like this version of Batman, he is a hard-boiled detective. Yeah, and I think there's nothing that really uh, exemplifies that sort of tone than doing a voiceover in a movie. Yeah, which is what is done throughout the movie every once in a while. Like most on the beginning and towards the end is when you get like the voiceover yeah. stuff with Pattinson. It's cool. It's, yeah, the, I, I really the dialogue like that too. is rich. Yeah, like you said it. You said it reminded you of year one of like the yes. writing in in year one, and uh, totally, man. It's and it's like that style of. Of writing that, like you said, hard-boiled kind of thing. Like it feels like Frank Miller could have written that, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. Like the, the him describing himself as a nocturnal animal. Yeah. Like I having spent, shadows. yeah, spending yeah. two years, yeah, in, at night. You know, I'm a nocturnal yeah. animal and all this other stuff. Yeah. I have to be very careful with my. I have to choose my targets wisely. Right. Yeah. That whole opening sequence is very cool. Um, it's very Batman. Yeah. Like it shows you all these crimes that are happening around Gotham. And as the the voiceover is saying, as, as Bruce is saying, um, when that light hits the sky, yeah, it's not a call, or it's not just a call, it's a warning. It's a warning. And so you see all these criminals are looking up, and they see the light, and then they they look into like a dark corner somewhere, and they're like, oh shit, I Batman might be right there, and then they they run away from whatever they're doing. And he says in his voiceover, you know, I can't be everywhere, but they don't know where I am. You know, like, yeah, that's fucking cool, man. <laughs> it's. And, it's and the, so awesome. the, the you know the shots are so cool, so um, like, with frightening a, of just like zooming in on a a, a dark alleyway or yeah. a dark you know door you know or something. And it's Halloween night. Yeah, that this is all starting off in. Yeah. So and like the one of the happy fucking Halloween. <laughs> this must be your favorite part of the year. <laughs> happy fucking Halloween! Goddamn. <laughs> 
Um, but uh, what is it? Uh, the 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 one that I liked out of all the uh, multiple like crimes happening was mm-hmm. the uh, the dude robbing the store, and he's got the oh, the, yeah, the drop um, head. Yeah, the drop heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like in this uh, in this movie, there's a drug called uh, drops, and yeah. it's just other eye drops, and they get you all. I don't know what the exact effects are, but you get wasted yeah. off of that, and um, that's kind of that's kind of a cool fictional drug to have. Yeah, it sounds yeah. cool too. Yeah, drops. it's nice. Drop and, and the derogatory drop heads, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's it's one of those cool things. Like, I uh, guess they just don't want to go hard and be like crackheads. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> crackhead. Yeah. yeah. The um, uh, you know, the mutants in uh, uh, Dark Knight Returns. You know, it, feel, it feels like that kind of thing. You know, it's like it's yeah. made up for the for the world that they're in, but it sounds kind of real. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, like that. You know, that the with the with the the guy trying to rob the convenience store, and uh, he, you know, he's looking up the sky, mm-hmm. and it's that that great shot. It's dark out. The hell's the? It's like a green pumpkin. Yeah, not a pumpkin. It's not pumpkin, but it's. it's just, a, I think it's supposed to be a drop. It's supposed to be like the drug itself, like really? the symbol of what the drug is. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. and it, like the mask looks great, and it's mm-hmm. raining, so it's just this. It's just it's a really cool visual, and he's just looking up. He sees a signal, and mm-hmm. then he looks off to the side. He's staring into the shadows. Yeah, there's just like a, a dark it, yeah, uh, like, street. <laughs> and like this was the thing, like like David said, like this is like a lot of the scenes they're showing. It's that like people that would see the symbol and then look mm-hmm. off into darkness, like mm-hmm. and then they just stop. They just yeah. give up what they're doing. Yeah. And uh, it's great. And then, yeah. like, uh, of course, the introduction we get to, of Batman mm-hmm. in this movie is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh, I should say, too, like, that that intro uh, of people, like, being afraid of, of the dark, pretty much, you know, is uh, feeding into Batman uses fear. And that's what he feels like. That's all he has to do is just become such a fear, fearful uh, specter, <laughs> you know, uh, that that's what's going to save the city is him. Just being scaring the criminal straight. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, I mean, it. And he's very honest. It's, it's great. Like in that in that opening dialogue, he's very honest about like, mm-hmm. I wish I could say that I've made a difference in the yeah. last two years, but you know, crime has gone crime up. Has maybe, gone up. Or, yeah, yeah, like all these things are still there. Yeah. But, you know, he's made an impression. Yeah. You know, not, nevertheless. Mm-hmm. So. You know, you've got a great introduction to Batman, and throughout you kind of get this whole idea. Like I said, he's just a hard-boiled detective. Mm-hmm. The voiceovers was fun, though. It's a, oh, no oh, Batman. Oh, Batman! <laughs> he's, he's riding off motorcycle. on that cycle, yeah. <laughs> so right off the bat, you get like a oh damn it. <laughs> so, anyways, you get a you get a really great idea of like what's mm-hmm. the like what you're gonna get. I yeah. mean, he stays very consistent that way throughout the whole story. Yeah. Now. There, I want to dive into this right away. Throughout the whole movie, there is a multitude of different like inspirations in the writing mm-hmm. plucked right out of like other like comics and sto- and books. Yeah, from kind of like rearranging like his mother to being uh, an Arkham. Oh Martha yeah, Arkham. Yeah, uh, that's right out of uh, Earth One. Yeah, same thing with like Thomas Wayne running for mayor. That's also right out of Earth One, mm-hmm. not Joker. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, the uh, Carmine telling the story about how he had a bullet in his chest yeah. and they couldn't go to the hospital. So he went to the Wayne Manor and Dr. Thomas Wayne, you know, removed the bullet. And mm-hmm. he saw little Bruce Wayne watching the whole thing. And yeah. he owed his father, a, you know, he owed his father a debt and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. Or that's how they have a, a relationship. Yeah. And that's right out of the long Halloween. Right out of the long Halloween, yeah. Just bu- my ears are just buzzing <laughs> looking for all these things. And the little, like, teases that you get throughout the movie as yeah, well. like a um, hush tease. Hush, yeah. yeah. Little, like, it's, it's, not, it's not Tommy. 
Tommy Elliot that you see, but I think well, it's maybe his dad or something. Right, something yeah, Elliot. some family member Bradley of Bradley Elliot yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And there's like a little, they actually say... Hush. Yeah, Riddler has written the word hush over something. Yeah. Describing something else, but, you know, I, you still get the tease of it. I feel like, yeah, like that. If they wanted to run with that in the future, yeah. boom, there it is. Like mm-hmm. that's, it's all laid out right there. Yeah. Um, another, you know, Dark Mirror kind of Batman character where... You know, it's he's gonna be chasing after the Wayne family or yeah. something. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so much dynamic, so much dynamic stuff that you can just utilize that they've mm-hmm. put in there. Um, yeah, like Earth One, Long Halloween. Uh, you get a little bit of a kind of when in Rome with yeah. uh, Catwoman's kind of story arc with uh, her. Yeah, with know, Carmine Falcon. Yeah, like they officially kind of made that a thing where you know Carmine's her you know father in the story, which yeah. is awesome. Uh. Man, I, I don't know. It's just a it, it's a very meaty movie where it really gives you a lot of different like things yeah. to like keep an eye out for. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. like jump all the way. It's kind of towards the end when Batman's basically just beating the hell up after taking out all the Riddler followers, mm-hmm. and he got shot in the chest with that shotgun. And kind of took oh, him out, yeah. knocked a, knocked the breath out of him. Yeah, and of course he's trying to save Selena, and he you think he's sticking himself in the leg with something like an adrenaline. Yeah. Well, you see that the vial looks a little green. Yeah. Is that Venom? I think it's Venom, man. It could be. And a lot of the follow-up theories I've, I've read up on, too, because I'm glad that we weren't the only ones that kind of caught that. I mean, yeah. not that it would be missable, but, <laughs> I mean, it kind of opens up two different th- uh, uh, ideas there. One, mm-hmm. it plucks the whole Venom story that was pre-Nightfall, mm-hmm. where Batman was using Venom, and he would kind of yeah. like, it was basically kind of like a drug he was addicted to, using it to yeah. help him fight crime and yeah, if, perform if I, better. If I remember, like, it was, I think he was trying to save a kid or something like that, and he couldn't move uh a boulder or something that was in the way uh because like he got trapped in like somewhere and uh batman just wasn't strong enough to to move something and i i think the kid dies maybe mm. or maybe he's saved in some other way and batman's like oh i, I he would have died if i wasn't strong enough and so he starts taking venom because venom makes you stronger yeah but it also makes you crazy crazy <laughs> But you get a little hint of that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it opens up two different doors. Like, one, it tells, it kind of introduces that story, that idea mm-hmm. of, you know, him having that abuse issue. Yeah. Uh, which, in general, would feed into the overall issues that he has as Batman because he spent two years straight yeah. working strictly nights. Addicted wherein, as, addicted to being Batman. Yeah. Much, you know? And, and then the other is the idea, of course, that, you know, we'll probably, maybe we'll see Bane someday in this yeah. uh, universe of sorts. Yeah. I mean, clearly there's got to be some existence of of that with Santa yeah. Prisca and all that. So yeah. it's or, fun. Or it was just adrenaline that he <laughs> shot Or it simply like, was adrenaline. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's, know. It's, no, no tease at all. Right, yeah. Adrenaline. Although, I mean, now that everybody's kind of thinking about it, like they could just totally yeah. take they on that idea. They never said what it was. Right. So. Yeah, they never just straight up acknowledged that. Yeah. So, um the, the the movie does a tremendous job of opening up so many opportunities of mm-hmm. what you can you know I guess what where they could go next yeah um and, and yeah whatever we think we know may not be the direction they end up going anyways yeah and like the the arc for Batman in this going from being vengeance to realizing he needs to be something more than that um, is a great way to leave it off too to open it up for future movies because like that's one of the things that um, I did really like is that it leaves it open for really fertile ground to, to go to some, uh, not necessarily more familiar places, but just to be able to, um, you know, go somewhere where it's, it's, it's maybe more to my liking. Like it sets up a good second movie. (laughs) Oh yeah. Wherever they go next. I mean, it, 
like I said, I think for all the the dominoes they set up, they may not be the ones that get knocked down. Yeah. And um, you know, that's that's totally fine. I mean, we've said it before, and I'll say it again. Batman has the deepest rogues gallery out of like any other comic book character out there. Yeah. And we'll just run down who we've seen and who we might see in the future. Like, look. We got the Riddler. Mm-hmm. We got Penguin. Yeah. Um, you had Carmine Falcone. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talk about Maroney. They talk about Sal Maroney. Mm-hmm. Um, you get unnamed Arkham inmate who essentially, He's like, listen, Joker. it's the Joker. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they hint at Hush. Yeah. You get, um, like I said, whether it was Venom or not, I mm-hmm. mean, there's got to be Bane. Yeah. That's got to be Bane. <laughs> that's got to be. Gotta that's got to be Bane. <laughs> And, you know, and it's, and it's uh, you know, like I said, it's like you, you've got these opportunities of, like, where they could go. Mm-hmm. And, it, and and in general, when it comes to Batman, I mean, who knows? I mean, Matt Reeves has already talked about the possibility of grounding and making a legitimate Mr. Freeze story. Right. Which, yeah. if he's doing it, I'll, I'll, I'm all for it. Let's check it out. Yeah. And God knows the plethora of other, you know, characters that either need redemption and mm-hmm. live action or just need to be utilized. I mean, there's... The possibility of Court of Owls. I know that's been brought up in interviews recently, yeah. and who knows how they want to deliver that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, they've they've set up a great deal of things for the future, mm-hmm. and much like in Batman Begins, you know, Bruce Wayne in his uh, you know uh, voiceover acknowledges it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the way that the the movie ends, you know, Gotham is flooded. It's uh, there's a power vacuum. Now that Carmine Falcone is dead, mm-hmm. um, so martial law is in effect. It's basically a lawless land, pretty much setting up the no man's, no man's land, land yeah, or no man's zero land. year kind right. of thing. Um, I can so, see zero year being a huge inspiration for this because it yeah. it's a Riddler story, yeah, and he does what he does with you know in that story, right? Um, and then yeah, very, and, and that's the cool thing. Like the Riddler didn't really fail necessarily yeah yeah his, you know his plan just didn't go the way it was supposed to with go his exactly, alignment with yeah. batman or his assumed alignment yeah. with batman which is also really he's, cool he's just more upset that he's not friends with batman <laughs> <laughs> uh and that's and you know like it's it, it, it's a it's a great detective story maybe this is i don't know i don't know if this is anything that necessarily bothered me but it is something i thought about is that batman never really bests riddler other than i guess saving people and not you know the 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 city isn't um, completely well. I mean, it kind of is. The, I guess the section of the city is lawless, mm. um, but it seemed like you know Joker seems like an anarchist. He just wants to destroy the power structure. He didn't have anything that he wanted to set up after that. He just right. wanted to take down all these. He just wanted corrupt... to wipe. Yeah, he just wanted to wipe the slate clean. Yeah, um, and uh, and he even tried to kill the new mayor. That seems like is going to be a, a good mayor. You know. Yeah, um, it appears. But um. You know, Batman stops him from from doing that, and from his followers just mm-hmm. taking taking out everybody that's at the that stadium at the end. Um, but for for the most part, you know, Riddler is ahead of Batman the whole time. It, Batman only finds out what Riddler wants him to find out. You know, yeah. I mean, if it wasn't like typical Riddler having yeah. to leave clues and to <laughs> make people chase after him, yeah. Um, which is very much a very Riddler thing. Right. But had he not done that, he probably would have just successfully done what he needed to do. Uh, he did not connect. He did not connect, <laughs> but he did not connect. Yeah, I mean, like, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm willing to get lost in this right now because the the Riddler arc was cool. It was mm-hmm. fun. It was different, but it was very it was very in line with the Riddler. Yeah. You know, um, uh, giving him that Zodiac feel, giving mm-hmm. him that whole serial killer aspect where he's assassinating political figures, yeah. and, you know, people of importance in Gotham that he feels is uh you know what is rotting the city to its core. Yeah. Um, he you know he gives him that justification, but not the same way that you know. Obviously, it's not what Batman wants to achieve. Mm-hmm. It's not by killing. It's right, by yeah. rooting out people and making them accountable for their crimes yeah, and their exactly. guilt. You know, their guilt. Yeah. And um, like it's great because it's cool that he didn't uh, that Batman didn't necessarily best him. Mm-hmm. Batman kept up with him because he could solve all the riddle, riddles for yeah. the most part on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, he could, you know, he he figured out everything for the most <laughs> part. It was just a matter of timing. Like he was just mm-hmm. too late. Yeah. And um, with the only the only thing that failed with Riddler's plan was that he thought that he was aligned with Batman. Yeah. That he thought what he was doing was something that was in line with what Batman would want. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to be this way. No. Ah, no. That is why you hired Paul Dano because Paul Dano is the kind of performer where if you tell him like, okay, this is the part where you have a mental breakdown because this is not part of the plan. Yeah. This is not part of the Riddler's plan, which as an egomaniac that the Riddler can be. Yeah would really piss him off and break him down. Yeah. Which is what I loved. Like, people can look at that and it'll be very memeable. It'll be mm-hmm. something that'll be on the internet forever yeah. being played. But that is, I think, with the way they've created this character, because this is also, like, an early Riddler story. Mm-hmm. You know, this is his origin story of sorts, like how he becomes probably a more yeah. fully formed version of what we see, yeah. what we know of the Riddler. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just like uh, what unnamed Arkham inmate said, <laughs> everybody loves a good comeback story. Yeah. So I said they said they've set up some pieces where maybe we'll see Paul Dano again as the Riddler. Who knows? Yeah. But it's great because he's reacting the way that he does because it's just a guy who is unhinged. Yeah. After what he's been through growing up. Yeah. What he came to the realization of with the truth and what he's been able to achieve. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that he thought was in line with him was Batman's uh, yeah. partnership, which was never official. Yeah. But I, I thought he's, that was played he's pathetic. out. Yeah. He's sick. You're pathetic. <laughs> You're a psychopath. <laughs> um, I, I loved that. And that whole scene alone, because when by the time you finally get to the inter- uh, the interrogation, or not really interrogation, but the, yeah. the one-on-one meeting yeah. between uh, Batman and Riddler, mm. leading into it, you know, Batman's thinking this is going to be the end because he knows I'm Bruce Wayne. Yeah. You go to the apartment and you see all the Bruce Wayne and Batman stuff there. Yeah, I know who you really are. Right. Yeah. Like, it's hard not to really kind of think, like, okay, he knows. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the way they have built it up in this movie. Yeah. Not, like, early on either. Like, I'd say by the time you get to, um, like, the funeral scene, you're thinking – because they, they, they eyeball each other. Yeah. Riddler's in the balcony looking at his work. Yeah. You know, but much like what Bruce predicted. Yeah. Yeah, Bruce predicted. Cool. Yeah, that yeah. was really cool. Like serial killers. The only usually, reason. Yeah, yeah, serial killers uh, can't resist to uh, watch their work. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, I kind of felt like that would be like a moment where, like, there's because they eyeball each other. Like, yeah, Bruce well, looks up to the balcony. Yeah, I, I was gonna say like Bruce looks up to the balcony and Riddler's looking down. But maybe Riddler's just looking at Bruce like, I hate this motherfucker. <laughs> right, gonna, yeah. Like, you kind of find out later, yeah. yeah. Like, you, you figure all that later that yeah. Bruce is part of his hit yeah. list. Yeah. And, um, but, yeah, but it, it does put that seed in your mind of just like, oh, the, maybe he knows more about Bruce than yeah. he's letting on. You know? and, and, I mean, all things considered, Riddler is so smart, or at least he's portrayed as such an intelligent and uh, thre- threatening figure that way where um, you would think that 
he would find out on his own. But mm-hmm. even in, like just in general in the whole mythos and the lore of Batman, he just never can figure that out. Yeah. And the only time he did was it was a bit of a cheat with uh, the Lazarus Pit oh, um, yeah. in Hush. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, um, he had a really cool cool arc. You know, he had his hit list, and the entire time it's slowly building to this idea that he knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Mm-hmm. And uh, that interrogation scene where he's just saying, Bruce <laughs> Wayne. Yeah, man. Bruce <laughs> Wayne. Batman's up at the wall. He's just going like, why are you being so weird, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I love Pattinson's performance. Like one thing yeah. that I loved uh, throughout the movie was no matter people like whether or not people were overreacting to him, mm-hmm. like, you know, like the like the one of the earlier scenes where he's walking through with a mm-hmm. crime scene at the mayor's death yeah. and uh, or the mayor's murder. And uh, the police officers are looking at him with such disdain and yeah. disgust and oh, this freak. Yeah. You know, and everybody's like talking at him or saying things, but he never like he's not responding. He's assessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, one of the things that gets revealed early on in the movie is that he's got these like uh, eye contacts that mm-hmm. are very high tech. Yeah. That it's. They record. They record yeah. what he's seeing. Yeah. And so I and think... And then he goes back. It, what's crazy is that he goes every night, he reviews all that footage that he, you know, got throughout the night and kind of, he journals, you know, he to, to make himself remember because he said that they, they kind of all blend together and so he has to make himself remember by doing the journaling and watching exactly what happened. You know, one thing that um, uh, I thought was, was cool and, and real sad is... You know, he goes out and he um, fights criminals and stuff. It's got to be such a depressing thing to do. And then to have to relive it all again by watching everything that happened. Um, You know, in in the movie, he talks about having to watch everything again. And it shows him fighting that Joker gang is what I'm going to call him. Uh, (laughs) It ain't the the Royal Flush Gang. Unfortunately, yeah. I thought it was going to be Royal Flush Gang. But... um, but, like, you know, it shows him, like, shocking that one guy. And uh, I would just imagine, like, watching all that again and, like, seeing all that violence and everything to just be, like, uh, so depressing. And so, like, mm. it, would, it would wear you, like, it would wear me down so much. Even if it was, like, yeah, dude, I beat that dude up, you know? It would still be, like, fuck, dude, I had to, like, get into a fight, you know, again tonight. <laughs> like, I got hit a bunch of times and I had to beat a bunch of people up. Like, fuck, dude, why, the city should be better. <laughs> yeah, I... It's insane, and I love the journaling aspect to it um, because the journaling was basically the mo- what we're hearing with the yeah, voiceover, yeah. and um, it, it is depressing. Yeah. This is his life, and then of course, yeah. you know, nobody's more concerned about that than Alfred. Yeah, you know, and Alfred's, you know, telling him like, "You keep doing this. There's not going to be anything left." And yeah, Bruce being, you know, Bruce, he's like, "I don't care about me. I don't care what happens to me. I just want to, you know, mm-hmm. I want to continue my. This, I consider this my family's legacy. This is my father's legacy." Is the, this is the way that I do my philanthropy? It's <laughs> <laughs> the way I give back. Yeah, exactly. One punch at a time. <laughs> he doesn't really care about the personal, or not uh, the personal. He doesn't care about the public uh, opinion of of the Wayne name yeah. anymore. Which or, something we got a little bit of in the Nolan trilogy in Batman Begins. Yeah, went with Michael Caine's Alfred. Yeah, yeah, when he's like, you know, I, you know, they can have the name or whatever, you know, and. uh Alfred is like, it's it's not just your name, sir. It's your father's name. It's all that's left of him. Mm. You know, that's the thing where it's like, you got to think about what your actions are, are doing. And uh, 
in in this movie, as Alfred says, like you're you're gonna have nothing left. Not even just like all your money is gonna be gone because you're not taking care of business. You know, you're not overseeing the business like you should. But your life is gonna be absolutely nothing. You know, if if you just continue with this, you're not gonna be a Wayne. You're just gonna be the Batman. Yeah, and, and kind of like to piggyback off of what you said, like a really good live action Alfred, or just a good Alfred in general, is one that is deeply concerned with the well being of Bruce and mm-hmm. like trying to remind him like yeah you're you're doing what's right but you but need don't to get lost in it yeah. yeah you need to live your life still yeah. like yes this is going to be what you can achieve um perfect obviously mention of like uh, um michael kane's uh, alfred also jeremy irons is alfred too where yeah. you know he's just like you know bruce is in his like what late 40s yeah or whatever and he's just like worried about him like why don't you go find yourself an on- a woman to make you an honest man <laughs> yeah. you know and all these other things yeah um, you know, he's worried about like the Wayne legacy too. Yeah. Um, same can be said with like Michael Goff's uh, Alfred as well. Yeah, Michael Goff. Like, I feel like they've generally done a good job with the Alfreds throughout the movie in that they have that fatherly. They want him to not get you know consumed by Batman, mm. and they're there as like a, a a tempering force to to be like, hey, remember, there's you know other things than justice <laughs> out there, you know. You know, you, you, you want to be a full person. You don't want to just be the Batman, you know? Yeah. And it's always a, a tremendous, like, fatherly kind of hope that yeah. one could have. And yeah. uh, it's great with this one because, you know, it was a little bit off-putting at first um, with this portrayal of their relationship because it does not feel like Bruce is worried oh, about, yeah. like, he's not treating Alfred very respectably. Bruce is a real bitch in this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. towards Alfred, he's like, yeah. you're not my father. Like, what, dude, come on. Don't be such a bitch about it. Yeah. And it was weird, but I think it really pays off when basically yeah. – yeah, and one of my biggest fears going into the movie was, are they going to kill Alfred? Yeah. Because I felt for some reason that there was, like, certain scenes that, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, just kind of indicated to me, like, Alfred's going to die? <laughs> yeah. Like, is he going to get killed? Yeah. Is he kind of like – is he – and it really very well it looked like it did. Yeah. And um, there's a moment where the, the Riddler sends the bomb to, yeah, uh, to and the Wayne Tower. And he's opening the package yeah. and he's coming to realization. And then, of course, you know, Bruce is driving like, you know, he's in the Batmobile. He's driving like all hell. And he's yeah. on the phone with uh, the other uh, caregiver that uh, – yeah. or the one of the other – I don't know what, I don't know I don't what her is. title yeah. is. <laughs> assistant. Um, maybe maybe no, Alfred's assistant. or whatever it is. <laughs> au pair. And, uh, yeah, she's like more – she's basically more like what Alfred's supposed to be doing. <laughs> she's more of the butler than Alfred is. Like Alfred's taking care of the Wayne business. Yeah, and then She's yeah. taking care of the the but the butlering. The uh, yeah, the butling. But, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the term. The serving. I yeah. don't know. Um. So uh, yeah, he you know even like him frantically calling Wayne Tower to try mm-hmm. and warn Alfred that there might be an attack. Yeah. And her just telling him like it's it's already happened. It happened. It's, yeah. And it's like oh like I remember like I grabbed your arm like no <laughs> not like this don't take him from me. But then they showed him in the hospital. Yeah. He's recovering. I'm like. Oh, I just don't have him dying. Like you know, don't don't do, yeah. don't do a death scene. Just let him live. It's Alfred. Let him live. Why and, won't you let me live, Matt Reeves? <laughs> oh, why won't you let me live? <laughs> but then they had like the they finally gave us a, a very proper emotional, you know, uh, scene chewing, yeah. you know, uh, moment with uh, with Andy Serkis and Pattinson. Yeah, you know, Pattinson, of course, still being a little bit of a you know, Bruce is being still a, little, a bit of a bitch because now he's you know now he's mad at him for because we find out that uh, yeah that there was a. Uh, um, Thomas Wayne had contacted Carmine Falcone to silence somebody. Yeah, silence a reporter that was going to Martha's back history. Yeah, and Falcone 
uh, killed that guy because he wasn't going to back down on the story. And that's not what Thomas wanted. He just wanted him to scare him. But Thomas still made the the mistake of, of going to Carmine Falcone yeah, for anything. Yeah, a mob boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, Which then leads into like um, a couple of uh, scenarios where you think you get a couple ideas of who did the hit. Yeah, that, it, it's a real quick turnaround. Real like, quick. But Bruce it, goes to yeah. see Carmine, and Carmine puts the thought in his head that Sal Maroney uh, had him had the Waynes uh, killed. Yeah, so that way, that way, that because Sal didn't like the idea of Thomas being in yeah. Carmine's pocket. Yeah, and then when Bruce confronts Alfred mm-hmm. at the hospital, Alfred's like, you know, he told you that. Well. The night that all this oh, happened, you don't know shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, he, you know, he breaks it down. He's like, yeah. "Well, the night that happened, that he that he found out, or when he found out, he wanted to, you know, come clean to the police and just mm-hmm. turn himself in and all this other stuff." And then, of course, that night, you, you know, your parents were murdered. Yeah, and he's like, "Then Bruce is like, well, so Carmine did it." He's like, "I don't know." You know yeah, like, that, that, that's what's great too. I think about that is that he doesn't know for sure if it's if it was an organized crime hit or if it was just like what Alfred said, just some uh, random thief that got scared and pulled the trigger too fast. You know? Right. And it's great because, uh, you know, and what really kind of impacts this performance for Andy Serkis is, you know, even him, he's just like, I have I have thought about this every day. Yeah. Don't think that I have not tried. Yeah. And he says that he was, you know, supposed to protect them. So, like, maybe he was their Very security. Earth, Earth one. Yeah. Yeah. He was like their security, you know. Bodyguard, security guard, whatever. Yeah, uh, it's 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 great stuff, mm-hmm. and you do get that final. Mo- you do get a moment of them, you know, bonding, yeah. and you know, Alfred extending his hand and the the, and the Bruce writing. It. The, the the writing is is good. When when Bruce gets into feeling like he um, that he had mastered his fear, uh, and that 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 ultimate fear that he had was when he was a kid having his parents killed in front of him and feeling like he was going to lose somebody that he, he cared about. And so now you, you get a bit of a, a reason why he's kind of pushing Alfred away in the in the beginning of the movie because he's trying to not have that attachment to people. He's trying to not basically love anybody uh, because he's he thinks he's mastering this fear of um, losing somebody that he cares about and loves. But when Alfred almost dies, he realizes like, I still love Alfred and I still have this fear and it's not something that I'm necessarily going to get over or that I should get over, you know, like I should love people. (laughs) And he hadn't felt that kind of fear since witnessing his parents' death too. Yeah, he hadn't felt that fear and now he he feels it. Yeah. And he realizes like I – I love Alfred. I love this man. <laughs> but like it, my daddy. It, it, it's a very powerful thing because the whole, uh, the whole, so the, the span of this story takes place within like seven days yeah. from October 31st all the way to November 6th. Mm-hmm. And throughout this time, it really is like a turning point story, all of it. You yeah. Know, it's all about Batman realizing he has to be something different. He has mm-hmm. to be something, you know, uh, ver- he has to be something drastically uh, on the opposite s- uh, scale of what he had intended. Yeah. Yeah. He was just, uh, he just wanted to be fear. He just wanted to instill fear in in criminals, and uh, he maybe went a little overboard in the beginning <clears throat> when he fights that that Joker gang. <laughs> I'm just calling him a Joker. Gang. Just call um, him a gang, dude. <laughs> <laughs> They're a Joker gang. Uh, <laughs> but what he fucking guy? He he beats him up because they're about to um, attack yeah, a, a civilian, attack, uh, an innocent person on the on the street, and the guy that Batman saves is like. When you see after Batman beats everybody up, looks at Batman and he says, "Please don't hurt me." And it's like, "Well, shit, dude, I, wa- I wasn't gonna hurt you." 
And then, th- then like, you know, then versus, like, going all the way to the very end when he is uh, protecting people from the flood. Yeah. You know, and people he, are reticent to take his hand. Yeah. Because they're, he's instilled fear in everybody. He's this vigilante who yeah. just beats the hell out of people. Yeah. And, and takes a uh, child. Yeah. And the, the, yeah, like, the recurring theme, like, or not a recurring theme, but uh, uh, something that was kind of revisited on and off was the... Uh, son of the mayor mm-hmm. uh, who was murdered at the beginning of the movie, you know, there's a couple of moments where, you know, Batman, you know, and, and as Bruce Wayne would mm-hmm. sort of see this kid and it, obviously it's reminding him of where yeah. he was mm-hmm. uh, when he was a child. But it's really cool kind of full circle story where he extends his hands to help, you know, pull people out for safety. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they're, they're resistant. They're not sure. Yeah. The first one to do it is this child. And yeah. he's not even like, visibly on screen when yeah. that's when that's going on like his hand comes out yeah. of a different part of like the uh, rubble yeah. and batman saves him and then yeah. he, then then everybody else starts following him and he's got the flare and he's guiding people to safety yeah and um, so he becomes the light he he was the shadows at the beginning of the movie but he becomes the light at the end of it you know? and he's helping like the national guard you know yeah. get people to safety mm-hmm. you know, off the off the top of the the stadium and it's yeah. and, the, and the, the arena peop- and the people are looking to him for some hope, you know, that yeah. there's that lady that he puts on the stretcher and she grabs his arm and he just and he calmly, reassures her, you know, yeah, yeah. He just, he, you know, he touches her hand very gently and yeah. nods his head at her and she feels safe. Yeah, comforted and safe. Yeah. yeah. And he sees her off, you yeah. know, getting airlifted. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting chills just thinking yeah. about it. Because, I mean, that's it cool. It's about, yeah. such a great turnaround for, yeah. like, the, what he's learning. It's making me love the movie more. <laughs> that's good. I mean, but, but that's that's how great it – I mean, that's how I, I took yeah. away from, like, all these multiple viewings. Like, man, it's just – it's a very rich story of, like, mm-hmm. this is a Batman who at the start of the story – like, this is so drastically different than, like, a Batman Begins where mm-hmm. – um, you know, that version of Bruce already has the idea that he needs to be a symbol of hope. Yeah. And he needs yeah. to also instill fear in a criminal. So he's got, like, two dual uh, purposes. Right. yeah. And he also understands he needs to be playboy billionaire Bruce yeah. Wayne. And he's already very, like, well-rounded in thought of what he needs to do, whereas this version mm-hmm. is right off the bat. Like, he has spent two years strictly doing this one thing, and yeah. it's not working. Yeah. And also one of the cool things that, like, you kind of realized throughout the story, too, is how much effectiveness he has as bruce wayne yeah when he goes to the funeral yeah and he approaches like carmine because he's trying to figure out whether or not the lady with him is selena yeah and you know all the guards are like ready to like pounce on <laughs> yeah. him the night, whoa they slick <laughs> yeah and carmine's just like whoa, whoa, whoa that's the prince of the city here <laughs> it's the second time that he gets called the prince of god yeah yeah <laughs> and um by carmine <laughs> by carmine yeah <laughs> That's my thing. I like calling him the Prince of Gotham. Prince of Gotham. And, but it's cool because he's, you know, like, you know, Carmine's like, yeah, some events, you know, got somebody more reclusive than me coming out yeah. here. Like, it's, but the amount of, like, power he has as Bruce Wayne in that scene alone, like, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the mayor Everybody. candidate, the mayoral candidate's, like, trying to, like, you know, get him to be more involved. Yeah. And, uh, um, and then, like, later on, like, when uh, he's going to go confront Carmine about the, the you know, the discovery of, like, his father having utilized him mm-hmm. in the past and how easy it was. Two different scenes where Batman's trying to get in the club earlier in the movie. He has to beat the, the bouncers up <laughs> yeah. pretty easily. Yeah. Whereas this one, Bruce is in. No no harm done. Yeah. People are like, Didn't have to Bruce fight Wayne. And they're yeah. smiling. They're smiling. It's, yeah. like, it's Bruce Wayne. And yeah. And even, like, the officer, like, at the funeral, he's, <laughs> yeah. like, talking. He's with Gordon and the, the chief of police. Yeah. And then, like... Hey, this the way he waves at him. <laughs> yeah, like he has a lot of stroke and a lot of power as yeah. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, 
and you don't get a lot of Bruce Wayne in this movie, dude. Mm. Pattinson is in that suit the entire like the night like ninety percent of the movie he's in the suit. Yeah, which yeah. I love. <laughs> I mean, come on, man, that is Batman. I don't know. This is a Batman yeah. movie, and yeah, I mean, it was great. And it, it, I, it 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 plays into the um, it or I should say it, it reinforces that theme of him. The obsession. The obsession. He wants to be Batman all the time. You know, he he doesn't ever want to go out unless it's for a Batman reason. You know, he doesn't want to go out in the suit unless it's for a Batman reason. You know, like mm-hmm. we said, he went to the funeral because he knows Riddler is going to be there. Right. You know, he goes as Bruce Wayne to Carmine because he knows he has, he has to talk to Carmine as Bruce. Right. Because he know? can't just ask questions as Batman. Yeah. Like, Tell me more about Thomas Wayne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Carmine's um, not intimidated by Batman. No, he's not. Yeah, when when Batman does get him, apprehend and he's just like, him. Yeah. Well, you think I'm gonna start crying? You think I'm gonna start telling you all my secrets? <laughs> Let me tell you something. When I go, they all go yeah. with me. John Turturro, dude, John knocked been it so good out. in this movie. Let's give some. Okay, yeah, we've 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 built up Pattinson. We've given a little <laughs> bit of love to the circus, and um, haven't we haven't jumped on Jim Gordon yet and Jeffrey Wright? We will because I I loved him as well. Yeah. But man, let's talk. John Turturro as Carmine mm-hmm. knocked it out. Did his job. He did yeah. great. Yeah, so good. I. Uh, so intimidating. I was a, I was a little worried that he wasn't going to be intimidating, mm. but um, yeah, I just haven't seen the right John Turturro things, I guess, to, <laughs> to know that he's he is super intimidating. Um, very cool. All, all of the supporting cast mm. is like super well well cast and give great performances from, you know, somebody uh, like um, Jeffrey Wright who has a big supportive role. He has a big you know role in that. Selena, you know, Zoe Kravitz, I think, did a really good job as Catwoman. Um, all the way down to somebody like the police officer that was like, hey, Mr. Wayne. Yeah, like, yeah the guy know, that plays Martinez. A, yeah, yeah, Martinez. Or even the, 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 the throwaway guy playing uh, the chief of police. Oh, Jim, are you associated with this guy? <laughs> I he's love a, that guy, yeah. He's a friggin', he's a vigilante. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna put your neck on the line for this guy. You really do that. <laughs> um, and then, like, the guy who played the commissioner who played yeah. Savage. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, Jimmy, he's a vigilante. <laughs> this must be your favorite night of the year. Happy fucking Halloween. Yeah, he's involved effort. with this? How do you know? He's a vigilante. <laughs> oh, man. The voice. <laughs> Dude, you could tell this was like, this version of Gotham City is the butt baby of, of New York <laughs> and uh, New Jersey. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, great, great voices. And then, I mean, Colin Farrell. Oh, man. Colin Farrell, guys, as the Penguin. Yeah. Amazing. Unrecognizable. Yeah. Oh, tremendous, so tremendous makeup and prosthetics. Mm-hmm. Um, the performance itself, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I mean, I've never really watched Colin Farrell do, I think, what can probably be described as like a New York, New Jersey accent. Right. At least I've never, I mean, I've never known him to be in yeah. a movie where his character is that. So this yeah. is my first time listening to him do a voice like that. Mm-hmm. Knocks it out. And just in general, like this version of the Penguin being more of a mobster than anything, like more mobster than anything else. Um was yeah. cool and the look the portrayal the sleaziness the yeah. sliminess yeah dude, awesome. the sleaziness is what i love dude I'm like proprietor <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah when he's uh when batman goes to visit him in the uh in the club that first time and uh yeah obviously after the whoa hold it sweetheart <laughs> want to talk see, to me we can talk i you see know. you met the twins i see you met the twins uh but like when he's uh, looking at the the pictures um, of the mayor with Annika, yeah, and uh, he's shit, just that's like, the, oh shit, that's the mayor. Oh, that's the mayor. Oh. <laughs> uh, but then when he's like, hey, 
Chick's pretty hot. <laughs> just, just being a super creep for He's no reason. Got the smile, dude. Sleazy motherfucker. Oh my god. Oh no, he 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 did great, man. Yeah. And I'm I'm thrilled. Uh, not too long after the movie got out, uh, they announced the um, series, the yeah. limited series that'll be coming out, uh, which was already rumored, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just it's official now. Yeah. And it'll be exciting. I mean, yeah, uh, I'm not sure it. what time frame it'll take place in, yeah. but uh, it's more Colin Farrell as Penguin. I would and, I would like uh, to see it as. Um, after the yeah. aftermath, yeah. I think that'd be fun because I, yeah, how does he pick up the pieces yeah. of the Carmine Falcone Empire? And I think it can like do you deal with his kids? Do yeah. they, are they existing in this movie? You right. know, Mario and Alberto and Sophia. Oh, damn. Sophia Giganti. There yeah. you go. I mean, uh, there'd be. Fun. I mean, there would be. There will be a power vacuum. Does yeah. Sal Maroni's uh, Empire right. return? I mean, what's yeah. going to happen? And, and I think it could fill in the, this like time of of martial law. That's happening oh, yeah. in you know a flooded Gotham, and like bridge that area so that maybe in the next movie, we can be like, oh, we had some history here. Like now it's a completely different paradigm in this movie where it's there. It's post flood maybe, and um, uh, you know we're in a in a different Gotham. We have a different uh Batman now. You know a more hopeful Batman, a more. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm just trying to get to Robin. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get there, man. I think yeah. I think they'll they'll figure it out. Uh, but yeah, Colin Farrell knocked it out, man. He was great. Yeah. Loved it. Loved him. Loved the Penguin. Um, mm-hmm. Very fun stuff. Very yeah. interesting stuff. Very he, different take. He 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 definitely um, in that uh, chase scene. He he definitely makes it like more enjoyable. Just his his. Uh, exclamations and yeah. all, all all of his reactions to everything happening like dude it, yeah. like it's already a pretty cool pretty cool chase scene um but yeah he, he just adds a lot to it and what a very like batman thing to have in a movie or at least in a story mm-hmm. where it's batman chasing the penguin yeah i think this might be the, the coolest batmobile i mean that 89 batmobile is super oh, yeah. cool but this one is like badass it's a terrifying yeah. muscle car yeah and they, they ter- treat it they treat it yeah. like a monster like an animal the sound when alone. it's revving up and everything um and then like how it lurches forward like do something <laughs> do something you know so I, I i i'm not very familiar with street racing i have not watched enough fast and furious uh <laughs> but when it did that i was like i was i wanted to laugh because i kind of interpreted it as like it already died <laughs> <laughs> he stalled it he, he stalled didn't it. pop the clutch or whatever <laughs> oh fuck okay, okay. Dude, that happened uh, in WWE once. They had mm-hmm. a live, like it was Monday Night Raw was live, and mm-hmm. um, uh, it was like a feud between Goldberg and The Rock. Mm-hmm. And The Rock was getting like he had done something to piss off Goldberg, and he's running away. I think it was with The Rock. It was either with The Rock or Chris Jericho. But basically, um, the whoever it was that he was chasing got away, and he was supposed to get in his muscle car <laughs> and drive off. He gets in there. And I think he overdid something or something went wrong. And you can just hear it revved up and then he goes, it got real loud and then it just died. <laughs> and then they, and then he gets back on foot and he starts running after it. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. That's why I thought this was going to be like, oh shit, it died. I got to go chase, I got to go run after him now. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, Colin Farrell knocked it out. Zoe Kravitz, uh, dude, yeah, she... So she, I had very, I set the bar kind of low. Not to be disrespectful about Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, there's I, something about Zoe Kravitz yeah. where I'm just not excited about her. Yeah, like I'm not, you I've know? never really seen her in anything where I'm like, oh, what a tremendous performer. Yeah. The, this offspring of Lisa Bonet and, and <laughs> Lenny Kravitz. You yeah. know, like I just kind of figured, you know, you know, not to be that guy. I mean, you you know how I am when it comes to like, um, how should I say, uh, 
what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, you know, where you, family gets work all the time. Oh, nepotism. Nepotism. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I've got nepotism. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a fan of nepotism usually. Yeah. But not that there was really anything about this movie where they're like, oh yeah, yeah, you've got an in because you're right, yeah. you're Jason Momoa's uh, stepkid and all this other <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, because you know? he's part of the DC. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I don't know if that was the case. I mean, I would hope that her performances and other projects would be merit alone. But yeah, also, she so. may have just had a tremendous, you know, uh, you know, audition. And yeah. and look, I, all of this is leading to me saying this: she did good. She did mm-hmm. really good. I really liked the chemistry between her and uh, Pattinson. Um, there's more to kind of unravel there as time goes on because mm. she doesn't know who he is still. She yeah. doesn't know who Batman is right. underneath the mask. Yeah. Which They've is only known really each other for a week. A so. week, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, and, um, you know, uh, it's very different. It definitely has the femme fatale thing going for it. Yeah. You know, I would mentioned too, like on our last viewing, like this feels like the most romantic um of the romantically earned yeah, yeah. The, of, of, of the Batman Catwoman relationship you know we've seen it in Batman Returns we've seen it in Dark Knight Rises um, I think Dark Knight Rises does it pretty well um, but this one like just the way it's shot like it feels like a, like a romance movie you know it feels like a, a um, uh, like like a, like a romance cover you know like a, those romance books yeah. uh, it, it feels like a cover to one of those there's like well, the the money shot of them on the uh, that building where the bat signal yeah, is, and the sun's like, come coming up or yeah, coming down, yeah. and and Batman's cape's waving, and she's just got her hand on his chest. Yeah, and there's that there's that visual shot. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. a silhouette. Yeah, yeah, it looks awesome. And um, you know, there's that like when when she's trying to get the passport out of the mayor's safe, and he holds he, her. He, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he holds her at one point because there's a police officer coming in, and like there's a that, there's a shot of of him holding her. And it, his his hand is around her mouth, <laughs> but if he had just like moved it lower to her shoulder or something like that, it would look like they're just embracing, you know. Yeah. Um. So like stuff like that, and like I, I feel like it 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 hints a little bit more at that kink <laughs> that they have <laughs> of like they're they like danger and yeah. they like the the suits have a, a certain power for them, you know. It really is like when you when you want to find a. You know, when you want to find a good purpose as to why Batman would fall for somebody like, you know, Selena Kyle mm-hmm. in any iteration, it, it comes down to this is like the first thrill he's had right. of interacting with somebody who is, you know, mm-hmm. not guilty of what they're attempting to do in terms of like, okay, yeah, she's clearly she's, you know, good at cracking safes <laughs> right, and yeah. stealing and fighting and being mm-hmm. very agile and she's, you know, very self-reliant. Yeah. Um she and can take care of herself. Yeah. <laughs> and she reminds us several times. Oh, yeah. And uh, she's, uh, you know, she's different from, like, anything else that he's encountered in that city. Mm-hmm. And I think that what's always fascinating is, like, in the books, you know, Batman's always chasing after her. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the cartoon, he's chasing after her. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even, like, in Batman Returns, like, you know, he's just fascinated by this, you know, female opposite, this femme fatale type who's... Yeah you know, clearly is in the same boat as he is with whatever mm-hmm. problems that he's, you know, she's got going on, he's got going on. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's just, a, it's always been a very cool dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I think that they do a pretty respectable job of trying to create the uh, the purposes of why they are colliding yeah. in the story. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're, they're two, you know, um, stories come together very expertly, I feel like. Um, how she's looking for whoever killed uh, or took or killed uh, her friend yeah girlfriend Annika Annika yeah. um 
And like that that scene when he gives her the lenses to go into the forty four below or whatever it's called. Why do I feel like a fish on a hook? <laughs> um, and uh, she 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 is he's trying to get information about. Um, who Riddler is or what's um, what, what's what, the conspiracy that's yeah. happening that all these um, public officials are at this mob club hanging out with mobsters and stuff and doing drugs and all this. And uh, she finds a girl that knew Annika. And so she goes off to talk with the girl and he's like, no, go back. I need more information. Yeah. And she just like takes the the, the lenses out and everything and just cuts them off because she, she has her own thing she has her own thing that she's trying to figure out and they were only together because they thought they could help each other you know yeah and that was really cool too like the whole club scene her mm-hmm. that, i mean just batman being kind of the man in the chair watching yeah. through the lenses and mm-hmm. they're talking to each other and he's like you know he's stating what he's seeing as well like when the ids pop up yeah he's like, that's the district attorney yeah and he's wasted <laughs> keep talking to him what a it's like, oh my God, he's talking about the Maroney case. Like, yeah. it's kind of cool. Like, he's, you know, it's not quite a voiceover, but it's mm-hmm. it's really cool that, you know, you kind of yeah. get to hear what he is assessing. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, she's doing her part, but she, like you said, she's got her own um, agenda mm-hmm. and uh, it, it deviates from their plan. Right. But they do a really fun job of just trying to orchestrate things that way. And um, it was fun. She did a really swell job and... Uh, you know, the doors obviously open for her to come back to Gotham and do her thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, them connecting her and Carmine, you know, straight from the books. We've never really further, not explored greatly in the books, but, mm-hmm. you know, it does a, this is a little bit more direct. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, w- one thing that I had a question about is when, when she goes to visit Carmine, um, I, I had kind of been under the impression that he knew that she was his daughter. Yeah. But then I feel like when she got there and she calls him dad and she has the, the gun out on him and she goes, do you remember whatever her name? Maria. Her mom's Maria. Name? Yeah, Maria. Uh, Maria Kyle. And uh, I feel like they, they, I thought that they already I think knew that. You know, like I, I thought that he already knew that she was his daughter and that, you know, when, she, when he sees her in 44 Below when she's working with yeah. Batman – and he's like, I haven't seen you here in a while. I thought it was because Maria would bring her to the club and he knew that that was his daughter and he would see her. I, the idea that I get is that it's unspoken. Yeah. It was just never like, yeah. Either. Maybe, you know, what caused the murder of her, of her mom was her probably finally kind of like, you know, confronting him about it maybe. Mm-hmm. That's assumed, obvious. I'm assuming this. Yeah. Um, but I think they knew. It's mm-hmm. just unspoken. You Like, they don't talk about that. Yeah. You know, like, she's aware or maybe she's not, but, mm-hmm. you know, because he's so intimidating. And yeah. for him, he knows, but he's just, you know, not going to, you know, bring it up. He's already got enough mouths to feed, I'm sure. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because when he, when he, she has him at gunpoint mm-hmm. and, you know, all that stuff and he, he cracks a smile when he's like, you know, when she's like, Maria Kyle, remember her? And he's mm-hmm. like. He smiles oh, okay. like a yeah. like a jerk, and he's like, "I do." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's. It, it, I think they they covered it well enough, you know, okay. especially considering that Carmine was going to be a temporary figure in the the franchise. Yeah, so, yeah. Know. So, uh, so you you think that um, he knew that that was his daughter, and yeah, even I, before she said, even yeah. before she called him dad. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Right. My own flesh and blood. You think I don't want to do this? Or whatever? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Think I, you think I like doing this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Jeffrey Wright as Jim Gordon, man. Yeah. Out fucking standing. I love, I love the it. consist. Like, you got a lot of Gordon and Batman. A scenes. lot of Gordon and Batman. And this is a great Gordon Batman relationship. I think even better than the Dark Knight series, you know? Yes. Um, it's. Uh, you get a sense that they're really friends and that even. At, le- at least from like from from Gordon to Batman, you know, there's been times where, you know, Gordon says in the movie, Gordon goes, I only trust you, man. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and like, there's another time where Batman, um, they're talking about all the, the, the cops that Riddler's going after, or the people that are going after, that Riddler's going after. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And he's like, he's not going I'll, after you. Well, it was all, all related to the Moroni case. Yeah. And he's like, so he's going after everybody on the Moroni case. Yeah, like, I was on that case. Yeah. But you're yeah. not corrupted. You're not corrupt. He's not going after you. You're not corrupt. Um, so there's that, that, that respect there. And even like when uh when Batman thought that it was the end, like Riddler knows who he is and he's mm-hmm. leaving to go to Arkham to to meet him. And, you know, he finally gives Jim that final like, I guess what he thought would be possibly the final time that they would be able to, I guess coexist as Batman and Jim Gordon mm-hmm. prior to whatever is gonna happen with right. a potential identity reveal. Mm-hmm. And he gave him that final like, you know, you're a good cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To- total respect there. Oh yeah, and um. And like that, they, they can kind of crack jokes with each other too, like 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 that thumb drive part, you know? Like oh, this guy's hilarious. Oh, this guy's hilarious. Or when they go to the um the orphanage, the old Wayne estate, and he and they have the guns out, and Batman's like, "No guns." <laughs> hey man, that's your that's thing. thing. <laughs> that's great. And then um and then like in the same scene when like when Batman discovers that Bruce Wayne's the next target, and then or like you know Jim Garner's like, "Oh my god." Bruce Wayne's his next target, mm-hmm. and he turns around. Classic Batman. <laughs> classic he's already gone. He's gone. Hey, <laughs> he does that. He's like, hey, I love that. That was great. Oh, uh, and I love that he calls him man. He just he says yeah, man yeah. a lot to to Batman. Gordon yeah. calls Batman man. Yeah, I think I think it's a way for Gordon to try to make it normal because you know Gordon's just a normal guy, just wrapped up in a completely corrupt city, right. and the. The only other non uncorrupt person happens like to be a guy who's Batman. dressed up as yeah. a Batman. Yeah, as a bat. Yeah. So like to make it normal for himself, he he tries to relate to Batman as a man, you yeah. know, and not a vigilante bat, you know. Like even like uh, when they went to the uh, mayor's um, storage mm-hmm. unit with all the cars, oh, yeah, and he's like, man, it must be good to be the mayor. And then yeah, you know. Uh, the topic of trust kind of came up, and he's like, "Who do you trust? <laughs> Who do you? Hubba hubba hubba, money money money. Who do you trust?" <laughs> but uh, what is it uh, like? In something, I, I forgot how it got brought up, but you know, just the uh, the idea of trust, and then like you know, Gordon looks at me, he's like, he has like a chuckle, and he's like, "Man, I've known you for two years. I don't even know who you are." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I still don't know who you are. Yeah, yeah, just, uh, yeah. But Jeffrey Wright, man, even like through and through the entire time, like. Like when they were uh, after the, the car chase scene, mm-hmm. and you know they're interrogating Penguin together. Yeah, and he just he's showing him the picture of his, old, you know, the <laughs> old uh, the, scene. the murdered commissioner's nod off, you know, face yeah, from rat. And yeah. he's like, he's like, and then like, yeah, Penguin's like, ah, oh, no, what are you doing? What are you doing? Me this? Yeah, it's like, look at it. Open your eyes. <laughs> yeah. He yells at him. Ah, oh, dude. Like, what is this? Good cop, bad shit cop. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, man. Dude, yeah. No, Jeffrey Wright knocked it out, man. Yeah. I am looking forward to more of him as mm-hmm. Jim Gordon and yeah. um, whatever kind of comes from that, mm-hmm. I guess. So yeah. It'll be uh, pretty cool. Yeah. I think he's going to get the big job in the next movie, Commissioner. I think so because yeah. uh, considering 
he was the one that saved the mayor. Mm. Yeah, might be on her after radar. She got, yeah, after Ooh, she got she shot. Point. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and his affiliate. I mean, she, and he's standing next to her too in the press conference at the end. Of the That's movie. right. Yeah. So, and his association with Batman. I'm sure it's all going to be. Yeah. yeah I, I would. I would. I would fast track that. Yeah. I would just get him right to the commissioner spot oh, in the next movie. This. Uh, this this Batman is the most public Batman I think we've seen, apart from maybe George, Batman and Robin. <laughs> yeah, Batman and Robin. <laughs> or even like uh, maybe Batman Forever. Yeah. 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 You get a true. little hint of that in Batman Returns. Very small, though. Yeah, when he's taking out the red triangle. Yeah, and then he's walking like with the mayor and the yeah. commissioner. Yeah. But he's still just walking away from them. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he's yeah. Not, he's like, not going to spend Having forever. a conversation with him. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like of the, of the modern Batman from Bale, Affleck, and um, Pattinson, he's... He's around a lot of police uh, yeah. consistently. He's not, yeah. yeah, he's not like hidden. Like even in um, uh, The Dark Knight, you know, he only shows up when there's when there's uh, a, a little, uh, um, he only shows up when there's not a lot of people around. Mm-hmm. You know, like in Dark Knight when he shows up at the bank, it's just when Montoya's Ramirez. There, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ramirez, yeah. yeah. And uh, Commissioner there. Um so yeah, so this one like this this Batman is just around all the cops <laughs> and all the cops reacting to him is yeah. brilliant. Like yeah, that, like those guys are going to be for the most part nameless. Yeah, with the exception of like a couple, but yeah. everybody like everybody's reaction of the Batman mm-hmm. being involved in a mm-hmm. police you know investigation crime yeah. scene, they're all reacting very very accurately. I think even like um, after the bomb scene where he's like you know knocked out and like yeah. he's waking up and one of the officers is like going for his mask yeah. and he just wakes up in a fit of rage <laughs> yeah, and um me. and then the guy the same guy goes for it again yeah and he just he knocks <laughs> the fuck out like oh it was, it was like it's it's cool like this is the kind of environment where they're not going to you know these are ornery people mm-hmm. in a city that is corrupt and yeah. lost and these cops are probably corrupt and they yeah they know that this batman could be trouble for them for them you know? yeah um dude oh, i'm sorry go ahead I, I was gonna say one one thing that i noticed in this last viewing that we saw in this third viewing um was in that scene when uh, when the, when the chief goes, I got you on assaulting an officer, and Batman goes, You got me on assaulting three officers. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, a um, couple things. Uh, one, the scene where, that that very same scene where Jim Gordon has to like you know, oh yeah, set Batman straight. Yeah, right, that's so you great. got the room for two minutes, <laughs> and then. Uh, you know, he's doing the whole thing where he's moving his face yeah. and he's talking with to a grimace it, to make it look like he's getting, he's, yeah, he's, he's chewing back down. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's like, we got to get you out of <laughs> we here. We got to get you out of here. That's so great. Oh, I love it. And then just, you got to hit me in the face, but here's the key, this and that. Yeah. It, it, it's per- like, that is yeah, perfect. perfect. And then later on when he meets him up and he goes, hey man, you could have at least pulled that punch. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it, man. <laughs> and dude, one of the most rewarding scenes too uh, for Jim Gordon is when they're taking Carmine out. When, or yeah, when, and, he, and he's like, "What was he saying?" Don't I you know I was you've like, always worked for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, then he takes him outside, and a whole slew of police are there. Yeah, and he's like, I guess, ev- or evidently not everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just very yeah. cool, very cool, very very good Jim Gordon moment there. Yeah, and I I, I would have liked to have seen, um. A little bit of like, who are the officers that Gordon can maybe trust, or knows that like he's, at least I think that this guy's a good guy. You know, like because it seems like when he brings him out to, yeah. um, when he brings Falcone out to all those officers, it seems like maybe those were all the ones that Gordon would bring in to be like, these are all good officers. These are ones that I know 
um, don't have any mob ties. I wonder if it would be the case too, and this is just purely me guessing at something that is not verified pure at all. Nothing that was hinted at the movie where, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe Gordon would put out like a feeler like, hey, I'm going to go arrest Carmine. Oh, okay, I need yeah. backup. Whoever wants to join in. Like you would have to imagine that it's either a mix of dudes that are corrupt and want mm-hmm. to like see, like make sure of something or maybe it is genuinely people who aren't, a, you know, who are against that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It'd be it'd be, that. Yeah. It's or a maybe, question. you know, these are the officers that, Batman is inspiring or that Jim yeah. Gordon himself is inspiring. Right, be yeah. like, you can be a good police officer. You can, you can be, um, a clean cop <laughs> in this city. Right. You know? I mean, yeah, it's, there's a lot of variables there, but it was a really mm-hmm. cool, like, you know, moment for him. And, yeah. uh, yeah. But man, uh, all in all, man, I think everybody did a great job. I think the story was very well told. Mm-hmm. Um, the pacing, I think, you know, one of the things we've talked about, because I know that, like you said earlier, it's not one of those movies where you're blown away afterwards. Mm-hmm. I think a lot probably has to do with the pacing, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I feel like from what I've heard from other people, I think it's just a, you know, it's a three-hour movie. It's not go, go, go like uh, Endgame is where mm-hmm. you've got a lot of, you know, curiosity and scene-chewing yeah. material with like various like – you know, five lead characters, you know, yeah. this is like one lead character. And jokes, you know, come in. Right, to yeah. To kind of keep you ver- up. <laughs> yeah, a very a variety of different things, whereas this yeah. is like the humor is going to be minimal mm-hmm. and the action is going to be there somewhere, yeah. but it's all purely a detective story. It's Batman being, you know, hard-boiled and doing his job and yeah. just all these events happening that the Riddler has put in play and what the outcome kind of comes about. So, mm-hmm. um you know, I know we kind of dipped a little bit longer than we intended. That's just our, <laughs> our, our thing, though. But That's our MO. Yeah, I, rest assured, we will revisit the Batman in the future. I think there is a lot more to go over in terms of the background production. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit more further exploration. I'm more curious about, like, when the time comes, when we do revisit, you know, uh, depending on how much time has passed uh, in between. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious, like, how time reflects yeah, on the too. Batman. Yeah, um, me you know, too. In three years, you know, uh, three, or however many years it takes for there to be another Batman movie, mm-hmm. I'll be curious to see what the legacy of the Batman in yeah. 2022 was. Yeah. And, um, I mean, there's just so much more I'm sure we left on the table here about this movie. But Yeah, I think there is, but we don't want this to be a, a three-hour podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm down for it, but uh, it's it's not something I'm sure uh, you yourself, uh, the, li- the listeners, are uh, interested in dealing with. But, yeah. uh Man, Unless go you check want a part two. Let us know if you want if, a part yeah, two. If you want a part two, yeah, be vocal about it. We'll do it. <laughs> Don't think I won't do it. Don't think I won't do it. You ain't got no future, Jack. <laughs> but, uh, dude, yeah, I, I loved the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Overall, and guys. I really, really, really liked the movie. <laughs> yeah, David really, really liked the movie. Shane loved the movie. But check it out, guys. Check out the yeah. Batman. It's in theaters now. It'll be on HBO Max pretty soon, mm-hmm. then on home video, and then forever in yeah. our hearts. Uh, <laughs> give it a go. You're going to hear a lot of different uh, opinions, um, not as uh, lengthy or as exhausting as ours, <laughs> but hopefully with a little bit uh, of the, 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 you know, the how should I say, um, a good amount of protein to kind of take in to enjoy. Yeah. So, Check out the Batman. It's out. It's hot and ready, just like that. That <laughs> Batman like Calzone. <laughs> and uh, man, I intend to see this movie at least a few more times to yeah, get that theater too. experience. Yeah, me too. You know me. I'm a theater. I'm a theater boy. I like being in that atmosphere. Yeah, we're a couple of theater boys. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, it, right. it didn't go as bad as it did for Bruce one night. But, you know. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, uh, before I forget. Wanted to backtrack a bit, like what the whole idea of Batman, like not selling for people, like not reacting. 
Um, so, you know, kind of going into the uh, interrogation scene over at Arkham. Just because I, I don't think we put too much emphasis on Paul Dano, but yeah, uh, the man is in, you know, There Will Be Blood mm-hmm. and others. <laughs> but no, it just... He's, he's, he's one of the things I think that made me not love it, mm. you know? So it's like his his uh, his performance is a little too manic for me. Mm. So no, if, no, 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 it wasn't supposed to be like this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, and I'll bet you after seeing the movie a fifth time, <laughs> I'll probably be like, you know what, this is, this is good. I mean, like us just like talking about it and stuff, yeah. I have fun with it. It's a, it's a very fun performance. Um, but like that scene where him and Joker are talking mm. and they start, both start laughing and cackling. I'm like, ah, it's, I, I don't want another Batman forever where <laughs> both the villains are manic. Just cackling. manic crazy. Yeah. You know, um, since we're not done with this episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> you thought we were done? You thought we were done. Surprise. I kept it going. Here's part two. <laughs> but really, uh, I'm happy you brought it because uh, I forgot to mention, I was getting in the midst of se- uh, of setting it up and talking about it, but, uh, you know, Batman no selling what people say or do. Mm-hmm. And uh, the greatest example of that is when he's there mm-hmm. at Arkham and he's, you know, you know, uh, Riddler's going into the whole Bruce Wayne thing oh, and he yeah. starts talking about Bruce Wayne and how he's an orphan and, you know, mm-hmm. all this other stuff. Yeah. And and you think he's taunting Batman by just calling him Bruce Wayne. Right. Yeah. And the entire time, Batman is in the same, like, the same position. Yeah, he's far back. He's far back in the in the shadow. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. listening. He's not reacting. Yeah. He's just assessing and he's not trying to, because he knows there's a, there's a security camera in there. Yeah. And he's not trying to just, like, just in case there's a hope that he can get away. Like, yeah. Even if he does know he's Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. maybe there's, like, an inkling of hope that he can walk away from it. Yeah. And there's that beautiful moment where, like, Riddler's just like, Bruce Wayne, he's the only one we didn't get. And that, yeah. that moment where the music stops and, like, okay, he does not know that he's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that's when he steps forward. And then, yeah. of course, he starts, and I was like, you're sick. You're a psychopath. <laughs> you're pathetic. You're a loner. You're a virgin, probably. <laughs> You probably have a Netflix. You probably borrow somebody else's Netflix subscription. <laughs> You're probably cut, huh? <laughs> oh, no, he's You're just cuck. dropping that on him, yeah. Whoa. Just You're a soy boy. You're <laughs> I bet you're a dem. <laughs> One of those libtards. Find just out. Getting that. real political. I did <laughs> not know I did not know Batman was hard right. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say find out Batman's a hard right. <laughs> oh, you know, rich man, rich family, all that. Yeah. No. But um seriously, it's just that was Don't crazy. raise my taxes. But I just love he's just tearing him down real quick. Yeah. Um, but this all is uh, building up to me following up with you from a text you had sent me a while back. Because mm-hmm. you bet a shake. Oh, no. Did I actually bet the shake on you that? You did, yes. Text. We didn't shake on it, but we didn't yeah. physically handshake. <laughs> I think we sent a gift. That was the handshake. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that uh, Riddler was going to be uh, revealed as uh, Bruce Wayne's brother or half brother or some way related to Bruce Wayne because there is a, a thing in the comics in the Court of Owls storyline where the mayor of the city Lincoln March uh it's I don't think it's outright said um it's, well, he, he's, it's like ambiguous as to whether or not he may be uh Bruce Wayne's like brother he was, he was very point blank about the character he was just like I'm your mm-hmm. brother and all this other stuff oh, yeah and, that's but, right. but like without yeah there was other but then there was like other stuff where it was like well maybe he was just lying yeah so right. um and I thought there was gonna be something like this because I had read there was a, a novelization of like the backstory for this like a, a prequel for prequel novel um to the movie and 
Riddler grows up in Bruce Wayne's mm-hmm. in Wayne Manor that was turned into an orphanage. And throughout his life, he looks at Bruce Wayne and like hates Bruce Wayne because he's not a real orphan. It's like what he says in the movie. Oh yeah, he's yeah. not he a real orphan. You're a real orphan if you're in that orphanage and you you're drophead by your, the time you're twelve and you see a baby die every year, Cold. every winter. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty um, messed up. Pretty pretty darn messed up. But uh, yeah, I want to shake. It's mine. What 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 flavor do you want? You know what I want. Uh, I want a caramel shake. Yeah. Or maybe I want chocolate. What? Maybe I'll change it up. Whoa. But I just wanted to bring it up in this episode that I... <laughs> You've bested me. I've bested you. <laughs> I got a shake. And I will capitalize on that soon. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so David. Yes. That was the Batman for now. That was the review of our thoughts <laughs> to the people. The people. And uh, as blowed as that was, guys, I hope that uh, you took something away from it, from us, from our point of views. Uh, if you haven't seen The Batman yet and you have sat through the spoiler-filled review... <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, you go out there and watch the damn movie. We didn't tell it as good as Matt Reeves told oh, it. Oh, yeah, no, no. We are, we are all over the place, man. <laughs> we're not doing this justice. Yeah. Justice. Um, <laughs> justice. We're just doing it our way because we just wanted to talk about this. We wanted to get yeah. our thoughts out kind of there. Kind unstructured, but just, yeah, our, yeah. our thoughts, you know? Um, but... One day we will revisit and do more appropriately a thorough review because after enough time, hopefully we'll learn what the legacy of the Batman will have been mm-hmm. and uh, kind of go from there. So yeah. it'll be fun. Uh, the next episode, though, hopefully you'll be tuning in that. It'll be episode four. David, do you know what we're going to be talking about? Oh, is it about an album? Hubba, hubba, hubba. <laughs> uh, money, money, money. What album? <laughs> Batman by Prince. Ah, Woo! that's right. How scandalous <laughs> talking about Batman and Prince. <laughs> yeah, man. We're going to be we, we talking about it? that. We're talking about a great, a great Prince album that features just our favorite character of all time, Batman. It's an album called Batman. <laughs> it's a soundtrack by Prince. by Prince. All songs original for the movie <laughs> made by Prince. That it still sounds crazy, thirty some odd years later, and it's one of the most <laughs> obscure things ever. And we're gonna be talking about that album. We're gonna going go into deep. some. We're gonna go deep, guys. We're gonna go real deep, <laughs> track by track. Yeah. We're gonna rank them, our own individual rankings. Yeah. We're gonna talk about the the background and production and creativity behind it, how mm-hmm. Prince got involved and his legacy. And guys, I'm excited. I'm excited <laughs> just even thinking about it because I I we love that album. We like listening to it. Um, it's one of our main jams that we'll bust on when we're hanging out. <laughs> and um, if you're a Prince fan, and this is like one of those, I guess, things you didn't really know about or didn't have much knowledge of, tune in. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. David, where can the people find us on social media? Oh, the people. The people. They can find us mm. at all social media. Ooh. Are we talking Facebook? Yes. Instagram? Yes. Twitter? Yes. <gasps> <laughs> What's the handle, man? The handle is Chem Syndicate. C H E M S Y N D I C A T E. Boom. I get, I get better every time. <laughs> That's right. It's easier to type it than it is to say it. <laughs> That's true, though. I have that issue with like spelling. How come I can type this, but I can't say it out loud? That's a weird physical quirk. There's intelligence in these muscles. <laughs> but, anyways, yeah, guys, find us on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, at Chem Syndicate. Come back for episode four. We're talking Prince plus Batman, and that equals... Scandal!